from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. <laughs> Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. We're back. Uh, we have some announcements at the top of the hour. First off, uh, Kalei is back, uh, and she is wearing what can only be described as uh, Swifty Lazar glasses. That will mean something to one of you. Um, <laughs> they are a pink. So great. They are a pink, a, a rose gold version of the, the glasses that the guy that used to, uh, the old man that used to dance. In the Magic Mountain commercials, uh, it's like a pink version of those <laughs> oh, with, with the Venga Boys. Remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kale, yeah. uh, do you want to let us know why at the top of the show why you have these glasses on? You're indoors. She's indoors, by the way. I'm indoors, but these are my hangover glasses. Yes, so these she, are these are what are going to get me through. You got all messed up on wine. <laughs> on wine. Cheap wine gets wine. you good. <sighs> uh, Calais, today the, the role of the unhappy housewife will be played by Calais McDonald. Um, yeah, that's what you do. You get, you get, all, you get all wine drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's better that I'm recording hungover than wine drunk. That's true. Although it would be funny. Drunk recordings are always great. Uh, we, we, had a, we had a recording with Brent where everybody was on edibles except me. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was fun. That was a fun one. We should like do that again. <laughs> we should, it was really good. Uh, what I'll, was the name of the uh, What was the, the name of the movie? The alien, alien Private Eye. Alien, alien Private Eye. Uh, yeah, the pure perfection. What was it? What was Incredible. the uh, What was his term for? Uh, what was his term? Uh, Major League Yabos. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All I remember hey. is one of those guys was doing. Was doing Peter Lorre through the whole movie. <laughs> That's right. There was a really bad Peter Lorre impression. <laughs> like, I know he thinks this is an homage, but it's more like, why is he doing Peter Lorre? Uh, <clears throat> by the way, John, today is, uh, last week we had a field report from Disneyland, from the kids. And this week, uh, John is live from his car in the doctor's office parking lot. Uh, so I got the, yeah, I'm in the parking lot of my cardiologist. So right. uh, maybe I'll have him, maybe I'll have him do a guest appearance on the show. Yeah, do the, do the exam maybe. live. Do the exam live. Well, he's doing the AC face off live stream. He uh, uh, can tell us about the actual scientific relevance of face transplant. Yeah, live stream him going. Your heart is made entirely from Tommy's chili. That's 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 right. (laughs) That's right. He's going to take a blood test and go. We found chili fries. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the old joke. Uh, You know, I'm so fat. My my blood type is gravy. That's the old one. That's the old one. Patrick and Justine, of course. Justine, uh, looking absolutely radiant today. Uh, she's her new hair color. Uh, it can only be described as an auburn. And uh, is that right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I asked for brown. She looks great. She looks great. You look great. You look absolutely radiant. The sun shining. Patrick, of course, orange circle. That's what we see. When we look at Patrick, just an orange circle. You're welcome. The loveliest orange circle, yeah. Sometimes you can't even tell if the camera's on or off. Uh, that's yeah, how, that's yeah. great. And then, of course... Can uh, I look gaunt? And, of course, in the, in the top left corner of your screens, uh, Jake is here. Hi, Jake. Uh, hi. 
We call him Handsome Dan Handsome, but his name is uh, Jake. Is that his name at, at work, Clay? Do they call him? Uh, no, they call him Bone Daddy, right? They yeah. call him Bone Daddy. That's so wow, weird. They still, they still call him Bone Daddy. Huh? And mm-hmm. still some call him Bone Daddy. Those people are already gone. It's stuck. <laughs> That's how I was introduced to Jacob. Yep. Wow. That's nuts. <laughs> I like that you call him Jacob. It's very formal. Especially with those glasses, Jacob. That is my name. Especially with those glasses, Jacob. 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 Did you say? uh, Are they? Are you the one they call Bone Daddy? Yes. And then did did Jake? Did did Jake wink and go? You're damn. You're damn right. They were like, this is Bone Daddy. And I was like, it's so nice to meet you. Bone Daddy. I didn't know his name was Jacob for like three shifts. Wow. They just called him Bone Daddy. Uh, What does the name Bone Daddy imply? When you heard that name, what did you think? What was like, why do you think they called him that? What what, what did you surmise? Did you think he was like a swinger or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was like, you know, the Bone Daddy of the Michigan. <laughs> bone Daddy is a guy that would have a, a wallet on a chain. That's that's right. the kind of guy. Right, right. <laughs> he would He's definitely always got bus a fare. wallet on a chain. He's always got bus fare. <laughs> Jacob, where did the nickname come from? No comment. <laughs> He's like, I can't say it on the air. <laughs> no, it's part of me likes the mystery. Part of me likes people to jump to certain conclusions. All right, it's fine. Uh, Jake's job was to clean all the the bones from the p- p- plates of all you can eat ribs that were served at the <laughs> restaurant. Bone Daddy, get over here, get over there and bust B twelve. That's what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. That's me. Jake's like or. <laughs> No, it's, or, it's just it's just the name of a margarita mix. It's like Doctor oh, Swami's Doctor Swami's oh. margarita mix. You know why? I it, thought it was you know why? Band. I thought it was the band that you were uh, named. <laughs> you know why Bone Daddy would be a great name for you, Jake? Because you love you're something of an amateur paleontologist. So that could yeah, work for I, you. It works. So, yeah. it, it works in many different facets. I also love uh, Danny Elfman. Oh, uh, Jack Skellington. There you go. Bone Daddy. Mm. So, I, you know what? I, know. I you've turned me around. We're just gonna start calling you Bone Daddy. All right. Hard That's, pass. I mean, I'm used to it. So, hard pass. It's fine. You don't want to call him? Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to call him Bone Daddy. I'm good. Come I'm on. Good. I I think that nickname has been very good to you, Jake. I think so too. <laughs> bone yeah, Daddy. It is intriguing. Go, it is intriguing. Tell me more. It is very. Tell me more about the record. This is also how I introduce him to other people. That's great. <laughs> in his in his bowling shirt with flames on it, and his I'm like, wa- this is Bone Daddy, and he's like Jacob. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, and Jake says that's Mister Bone Daddy to you. Jake, do you prefer? Do you go by Jacob on the streets? Are you Jacob on the streets? And Jake, no, and Jake in the yeah, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> And Jake uh, the <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Is that what you're saying? Whoa. <laughs> Look at Justine's face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Justine's like, when do we start the show? <laughs> yeah, we started already. This is great. This is it. I know. I know. Yeah. But she's all, I can't believe we're already like 10 minutes in, you know. We're 10 minutes in. I just, I just imagine him texting, you want some Jake in the sheets? Oh, no. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> gross. Bone daddy. <laughs> can, we, can we not air out my pillow talking, please? I'd appreciate uh, it. Jake, are you ever, are you concerned that someone will show up for work and introduce himself as bone zaddy? Is that something that you're concerned about? Uh, slightly. Yeah, slightly. yeah. Because there's, but, yeah, there's a room, for, there's room for improvement, you know? You got to get, you got to bump yourself up to bone zaddy. Uh, oh, is that is that the level up from daddy? It has daddy? to be right. Yeah, that's what the kids be the daddy. Yeah, that's what kids call. That's what the kids call. I, I actually think this is incredible. And every time someone calls you bone daddy at work, you should correct them. Actually, bone daddy. Bone daddy to you. It's daddy yesterday. Yeah. No, my friends call me daddy. You can call me daddy. You right? can, yes, yes, bone daddy. <laughs> um. Wow, that's going to be the name of this uh, title. The, mm-hmm. This the, that might be the title of this episode. My friends call me Daddy. You can call me Zaddy. <sighs> yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of Zaddy, oh, you can call me Ray. You can call me RJ, or you can call me Ray. <laughs> Speaking of Zaddies, who was more Zaddy <laughs> in Face Off? Was it Nicolas Cage? Was it John Travolta, or was it? John Travolta as Nicolas Cage, or was it Nicolas Cage as John Travolta? Who do you think was the most zaddy in this movie? Uh, Nicolas Cage as John Travolta. Do you think so? I second that. I oh, second yeah. that. I you like, second that emotion? Okay. I can see that. All right. Uh, I forgot how much... I, I forgot in this movie, because John Travolta is always kind of an overactor, but I forgot how much... He actually does kind of a good Nicolas Cage... When he, he when he when yeah, he turns into Nicolas Cage, he really did a good job with it. Although it it kind of was a, a difference, it was a little bit Nicolas Cage, and it was also something else that I couldn't quite place. Or I was like, who else is he doing? A little Jim Carrey almost, almost mm-hmm. a little Jim Carrey ish almost. But we're gonna I see. I can see what you're. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Well, I yeah. the reason I'm jumping into the movie already is because this is what we had planned to do because we thought John was going to be here. But John came up with an alternate plan so that he could stay longer. So I like the dedication. I'm also doing a lot with my hands right now, probably because I'm just. Whoa. So, yeah, I, I, I already asked uh, Zaddy, Bone Zaddy and uh, Drunky if they would. Um... <laughs> Drunky. <laughs> Drunky. That didn't take any work at all. <laughs> you don't like that name, Kalei? <laughs> zero effort. <laughs> it's like absolutely zero effort. Can we call you Wine Mommy? Is that a weird thing? Is that what? Wine Mama? I think that's okay. Yeah. Wine Mama. I, yeah, Wine Mama. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Call me Wine Mama. <clears throat> so, feels, feels accurate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what made you get into the wine, if I may ask? Was it this movie? Personal. Was it this movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need drinking wine in general or last night. Do you like a lot of wine? No, I mean last night. Oh, was do it? I like wine? Yeah. Well, no. What made you get into the wine last night? Like, what, what, what were you like? Was it the movie? Were you just like, I cannot, and then you just started pouring? I watched the movie today, actually, so it's fresh. Um, but- oh, you watched it with a hangover. That's great. Yes, um, but last night it was really slow at the Mission Inn, so I got to go home around six thirty, and me and my best friend had a big jug of wine left over from a Valentine's Day party we went to, and so I texted her and I said, "Hey, are we gonna finish this jug of wine?" Hell yeah! 
Good for you. Good for you. How long did it take to polish it off? Well, we poured it. I have these like massive wine glasses. And we, so it took two full massive wine glasses. So about 20 minutes. <laughs> and yeah, like 30. Right. Right. Okay. Nice. Nice. That's a good night. That's a good evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That, but that wine hangovers, they're, they're, yeah, that's a different, that's different. Yes. Today I regret everything. Yeah, well, don't, it. don't get yourself some zip fizz. zip fizz. Uh, go to go to cost company and get yourself some zip fizz. No, no, for, for the un- water right now. For the un- lots of water, that's what the secret. Just really chug the water. That's all and you got to do. Greasy food. That's what we were saying, Jake. Why don't you take over something greasy? You got to get like a breakfast burrito. <laughs> Not on. greasy. Greasy Jacob does get points. Last night I did text him and I was like, I got way too drunk. I feel so unwell. And he was like, do you want me to come drive up and take care of you? Uh, and he did. And at like one in the morning, I made a burger at my house. So mm-hmm. I had greasy food. Why didn't Jake make you the burger? See, Jake would have got the points if he would have made uh, you the burger. Because Jake was busy in the sheets. Oh, uh, no. Oh. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really, I should have, I should have went out, killed the cow, fresh ground beef, made the burger from scratch. You know what's funny? You said that Jake was busy in the sheets. In my mind, I just cut to Jake jumping on the bed. (laughs) You know, in his defense, he couldn't have made the burger. It was left over from the mission in. Like, it just needed to get popped in the oven. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So it's not like I was out there flipping burger patties. What is, I like that sweater. Look, that's so, that's right out of the Fifth Element. Look at those sleeves. Pretty cool, right? Uh, look at those sleeves, man. I know, she's, she's so stylish. Look you look like you're carrying stones in your stomach, and then you're gonna do this opera thing, and then, uh, and then yeah. opera thing, yeah. stones in the stomach, then the, then the opera thing. Was she gonna barf those up? Was she going to barf those up? Is that what was going to happen there? I think she always intended to get shot in the stomach. She knew it was going to happen. Mm. Or she cut herself open and bleed out that way. She knew death was on the other side. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's, that's that's a nice way to segue into this movie because there's a lot of death on the other side of this one. So, Patrick, why don't you go ahead? Oh, by the way, today's uh, episode brought to you by Mickey Rooney's Potato Fantasy Restaurant in oh my God. North Hollywood, <laughs> California. Uh, that sure looked real. Didn't that look real? Isn't that great? That looked real. I like it. I believe it. They even faded the ad to make it look like an old ad, like they ripped it out of an old right. <laughs> magazine or something. Right. I believe it. Patrick, why don't you give us the breakdown of Face Off? Uh, Face Off released June 19th, 1997, directed by John Woo. Uh, got a 7.3 on IMDb and 92% Rotten Tomatoes with a budget of $80 million gross worldwide. What? Uh, Justine, you want to give it a guess? Um, 300. Uh, Bone Daddy, do you want to give it a, I'm sorry, Bone Zaddy? Um, I'm going to say three, three fifty. Stella, Stella Rosa, would you like to give us a, I'm going to say, I think 
325. Oh, right in the middle. Splits splits the difference. John Sandy. I think this was a really big hit, so I'm going to say 400. I think wow. this is a big hit, but not as much as you guys think it was. So I'm going to go a billion dollars. I'm going to go 299. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> None of you got close without going over, although I will give Mario the credit to get as close as possible at $245.6 million. Thank you. Is that all? Yeah. It was a a hit. Mm. It was a massive hit. I guess that's doubling its money at least. Well, I mean, when you take a realistic premise like this, why wouldn't it be real? (laughs) Lasers. 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 I will become him. Um, all right. There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack in this movie. There's so much weirdness going on. It's it's a John was talking about John was saying this last week. It's hard to believe this was a mainstream movie. This was not done as like a like a genre picture, like some kind of sci-fi. Although uh This is it, one of the this is one of the craziest premises of all time. <laughs> although uh Calais was not with us when we watched Hard Boiled, um a lot of those same melodramatic elements are in there. And if you watch a movie called The Killer that uh, John Woo did in Hong Kong, it's even more, the similarities are even more striking uh, up to the fact that that movie also ends in a church um, and there's, you know, like a big shootout in the church. That one has one of the greatest plots of all time that I love. Chow Yun-Fat is an assassin, goes in to kill, goes into a nightclub to uh, do a hit uh, and accidentally blinds uh, the nightclub singer. Ooh. Um, he, he, she gets caught in the crossfire. He goes to save her. He goes to shoot someone, and is right in front of her eyes, and he blows her eyes out, I guess. Like, like burns her eyes out. So he, the rest of the movie is him spent doing all these jobs so that she can get her sight back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a really great... Uh, that, that, this kind of reminds me of that. It's like an implausible... Plot, of course, you know, taking somebody's face off and swapping them is uh, completely That's different. That's the kind. thing to try to make you uh, buy the premise. I just kept thinking the action is crazy enough, but to actually sell the premise, to really try, <laughs> try to get people to believe that that could happen and that it has happened, right? I, I just thought that was just really amazing that they could even get you to believe it for even two seconds, right? Know? Right, right. And a lot of that is because of the over-the-top acting of Miss Years Travolta in Kaj. Yeah. So yeah. let's pick on someone who hadn't seen the movie before. Justine, you hadn't seen it? I've seen it. You had seen it. Patrick, you had seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, so Calais and Jake and John were the three that hadn't seen it. So let's start with Jake because he's the top left. Uh, so we're going to do it like I'm reading. Jake, let's talk about... Um, your thoughts, your initial thoughts on Face Off, watching it for the first time. Oh, wow. That was, it's, Jesus, it's a crazy movie. <laughs> that Wake is up. one of the craziest, that's one of the craziest premises of a movie I've seen. <laughs> Literal Face Off is, yes, that is a perfect name for this movie. Um, but yeah, I thought um, Nicolas Cage was just, off the wall, fucking just horrible human being. Right. It was very. It was very satisfying when he got when he you know when he got what was coming to him. 
But man, yeah, just the some solid twists. I mean, you kind of get a feeling that you know things are gonna um, go uh, ass backwards. But uh, yeah, some solid escape scenes, some great action. Um, you you definitely maybe about like what 10 20 minutes in the movie is like okay this isn't very serious we're just going we're just along for the ride right right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you understand um, more, you understand the movie you're watching oh yeah um some iffy scenes uh after post face swap with uh the wife right the wife, and nicolas cage as john travolta and then um there's a a, a scene with his daughter and her boyfriend in the car. I'm like, oh my god, holy shit, what's happening right now? But, well, um, you know, to this, to, to this always surprises me about this movie uh, that I think in the hands of a different director, um, they could have really gone overboard with that whole thing with Travolta and being like the creepy dad and the creepy oh, this husband, been like super sinister. Yeah, it could have been really, really bad. I think they. I think they glossed over a lot of that. Thankfully, yeah. they didn't get mired down in that. I mean, there are allusions to it, but uh, they, I think they keep the creep factor pretty low when you consider some other director how some other directors of the time may, would have handled that, that, that those scenes. And I think oh my God, they, the scene with his daughter where he first walks in and he goes to grab a cigarette. Yeah, from her. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, I'm, right. Yeah, like holy shit. But then it is kind of you're pleasantly surprised by his attitude when the boyfriend pulls his pulls his <laughs> BS. You're kind of pleasantly surprised that, that, oh, he's not totally a scumbag. Like he's not like Castro Troy has like some redeemable qualities. Like you're like, yeah, he just beat the beat the crap out of that guy and then shows her how to use a butterfly knife. So it's like, okay, which, you <laughs> know, which you, you know, it's high and twist. So it, the wound doesn't close, which at that I moment, love- <laughs> you know, is going to come back. You know, yeah, you're going to be I, seeing that again. Mm-hmm. I love, I, yeah, I love how they brought that back. That was a great, great thing. Right. 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 I'm sorry, Jake continue. But yeah, oof, just, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, this is uh, this is a great casting for uh, John Woo to have uh, two of the biggest over actors, <laughs> two of the biggest over actors of the time uh, on screen together. I thought it was great. Right. Overall, fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you know, you don't think about it in the scenes because they're they you know the whole gimmick of the swap is um is is what the, you know is the is the crux of the whole movie. But I think people forget that even in their swapped roles, I think Nicolas Cage and John Travolta did well bouncing off of one another. I think that I think they did a really good job of matching each other's energy almost, you know. I thought that was really impressive and I thought uh and it's almost crazy that Nicolas Cage um Nicolas Cage as John Travolta's character and Nicolas Cage as Archer he has those moments where he almost breaks, where he starts like laughing and then almost crying. And mm-hmm. uh, that could have really been uh, terrible, but I feel like he pulled those scenes off really well. And kind of uh, played into like the unhinged right. nature of um, Nicolas Cage's characters. Uh, what's his name? Troy. 
uh, Caster Troy. Caster Troy, yeah, definitely I, kind of played into the unhinged. Yeah, and I got to say that Nicholas Cage as as Archer really makes you feel for him. He there's he yeah. generates a lot of sympathy in that in that role, and so that just tells you, you know, as much as you can make fun of Nicholas Cage, underneath all the weirdness lies a good actor. I mean, you know, he's 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 not Nicholas Cage for no reason, you know. Uh, there, there was a time where he wasn't just doing weird roles. He was doing, you know, he, he was, uh, well, John, did he get the Oscar for Moonstruck or was he nominated? I think he was nominated. He got it for uh, leaving Las Vegas. That's right. And That's you know, right. that was, that was the beginning of a role because after leaving Las Vegas, he did the rock and con air and then this. So you could say, you know, people say he, for like three years, he was on a real role, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't everything. Yeah. He wasn't everything. Uh, all right, Jake. Kal- uh, Kalai, are you okay? Are you feeling good, Kalai? I know it's Kalai, but you're not going to notice right now. Mario, you're muted. I'm you're muted, muted again? Mario. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Kalai? Um, oh, you're frozen no, on my just... screen. Oh, there you go. Am I back? You're back. You're back. Okay. Cool. Talk to me um, about this movie, Kalai. I think I fixed this movie. Okay. If you if you watch it on one and a half speed, <laughs> it gets this the movie. So you sped it up a little. I did. I didn't start watching it until about like 1020. So I wasn't going to finish it in time. So I was like, I'm just going to speed it up. And I was like, actually, this is kind of palatable. Yeah, it's like you watch one thing and you're like, hmm, but by, you can't even get too deep into thought because there's already something else crazy happening on screen. Right, right, right. Well, you know, it's uh, funny. John Woo used a lot of slow-mo. So if you're watching it at one and a half speed, uh, I think you're watching at least a third of this movie at normal speed if you do it at one and a half. <laughs> so... You're not wrong. You're that's not weird. wrong. That's weird. I think that was the right yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and before they had, before I did that, I was like listening to Nicolas Cage talk and I was like, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern accent. It was just, it was just, there was a lot of draws to his talk. And oh, like, we got to, we got to move. We, we got to go. Right, right, right. He's doing um, that whole I, thing where he kind of pauses and does those. Yes. Yeah. 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 I liked this movie. There was obviously some things I wasn't too fond of, like the uh, the non-consensual behaviors. Right. Um, but I want to talk about one specific scene, the one where the little boy has the headphones and there's all mm. the gunfire going on and right. it's somewhere right. over the rainbow. I... I'm obsessed with this scene. I saw it. I had to rewind it. Like, I think that that was the jewel of this movie for me. You know, it's funny because I think John Woo included that because I, if I may be misremembering, either Wizard of Oz was the first movie he saw or he just really loves that movie. Mm. And I think there was an issue where they couldn't get the rights to the Judy Garland version. So they used like, like a different version yeah, who was that? That's somebody really interesting it, singing it, it, that. It sounded like maybe like it sounded like maybe somebody else from Broadway, like maybe like Christy Chenoweth or someone. It's that's who it sounded you know, I like. Looked, I looked it up and I've already forgotten. At the end of the movie, <clears throat> I looked it up. Olivia Newton John. Oh, it's Olivia Newton John. Well, there you go. Which would which would make sense if John Woo's in Hong Kong. He's getting those uh 
Australian records uh, thrown his way. You know, that is an interesting thing because that could have been totally awful, but the, in John Woo's hands, the guy knows how to do action and he knows how to paint those pictures. And the way the kids lit from like underneath and yes, that, that, that like it's, glass. it's very theatrical. It's a very, very theatrical uh, scene in the middle of the movie. And, um, but it also kind of wraps up the whole thing about, you know, it's also, you know, you have someone who's lost a child and obviously someone who doesn't care that he has a child. And it's like, if only they could have switched and it would have, it's one of those things where there's a lot going on in that scene. There's a lot of, uh, and that song is always to me, um, there's, you know, there's an incredible sense of longing in that song. There's an incredible sense of, of yearning. Um, my, my brothers and I, all three of us are obsessed with the Wizard of Oz. We all three of us love that movie. We all showed it to our kids. Um, we unironically love that song. Like my brother who passed away would play that song uh, like unironically, you know, he was like the biggest metal. He loved Ozzy and loved all, he loved that song and he would play it all the time. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. Fast and the Furious and that. <laughs> well, he only gave God Fast and the Furious cause I gave it to him. Uh, I don't even think he ever, I don't even know. I wonder if he ever watched it. I don't know. I just thought he would like it. Um, wouldn't you love to see, wouldn't you love to see a jo- a John Woo version of Wizard of Oz? Oh, that would be crazy. Just slow-mo, uh, especially at the, with the flying monkeys, just taking out flying monkeys with shotguns, like slow-moing, oh, yeah, like machine guns, like two gunning the, and then sticking a gun in and the, then you know, there, there'd be a Mexican standoff with the winkies and the, uh, right, the witch. right, 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 <laughs> right. Always two guns and then, uh, yeah. sticking each other's faces and then, yeah. Um, yeah, that is a great scene, uh, and everything's going on in slow mo, and it's it's just maybe like thirty seconds that scene. They yes. don't, he also doesn't overdo it. No, and it's this like very like it's a very quick moment. Right, I felt like he did a really good job of sti- like simulating time stopping. Right, and um, you know this movie I think could easily be categorized as like a hallmark action movie. <laughs> I I think part of what's keeping that Hallmark uh, theme in so strong is the revisitation of like the tragedy of losing his son. Right. And as we get towards the end and there's, and then the epilogue, we see that they like adopt him. I thought that this was like a great little scene to help move that plot point forward. Right. And then when I was like looking up stuff about the movie, the epilogue was originally different and it was originally ambiguity about whether Eve got her real husband back or not. And then test audiences didn't respond to that. So they got the cast back together to film the epilogue. I was so, I was so sure that that's what they were going to do. I thought they're going to do this wink at the camera. Like, is it really him? Or is there some sort of doubt that it's really him? You know? And I thought, I was really kind of surprised because I thought a lot of directors would have gone with that sort of unease at the end. Is she really hugging her own husband? You know? Right. Right. And I'm really glad they didn't. I think that that would have been like, That's an a, un- that would have been a cheap, obvious yeah. shot. Yeah. You know, a lot they of taken so many cheap, obvious shots. They didn't need that. Right. One. Right. Mm. One thing about John mm. Woo, if you watch his Hong Kong movies, um, they are violent. Um, they are very, um, you know, they deal with like, you know, the criminal class all the time, but um, there's always either this is, there's always a story about a bond. 
in all of his movies. There's a bond in the killer that, you know, he has the bond with the nightclub singer and then he and the, the police officer who's trying to bring him down, they form an unlikely bond because, you know, they find themselves up against forces that are greater than both of them. You know, we saw that in hard boiled. It's the, the undercover cop, and the, you know the, he's an undercover cop, and, and he forms a bond with the with the guy who doesn't know he's an undercover cop until much later in the movie. But they form that friendship, and you know it, be, it gets to a point where they're you know the self there's self sacrifice and things like that. And in this one, it's all about that family, that familial bond. And even though Nicholas Nicholas Cage, or even though Archer doesn't look like uh, Archer anymore, he's still very much the father. And that that familial bond is what's driving him, right? It's what's he wants that normalcy back because he's promised his wife that they're going to get back to normal and and they're gonna and it's you know it, it it's all about that that and you do get to see a little bit of at least what you Castor Troy gets to see a little bit at least what he did to this family, right? When he has to go to the kid's grave and they do that whole thing where you know don't you know what today is and he's like oh yeah. And I, I, you know, it's hard for me too, but it's this kid's birthday and you do get to kind of see, I don't know if you see the facade break, but you see that maybe at least he's, he's faced with the consequences of what he's done. Right. What, what he's right, done in his family. Right. So, um, I think, like I said, in the hands of a director who doesn't know how to handle those kind of like put emotions into those situations, I think it could have been a lot worse off. But that's an interesting uh that's an interesting way to put it a hallmark action movie because there is there is some emotion there it's like some genuine you're surprised that it's there almost mm-hmm. in the in yes. this in this type of movie. Uh John what did you think? You had never seen this. What what where what did you think? I yeah, I liked it. it but it's so crazy. I think it's the one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. It's such an outrageous premise and then to sell it. <laughs> to get the audience to even believe it. Uh, but it would take two outsized actors to pull this off. So they did the right thing. You mm. need two guys that can really, you know, just take it way over the top because to sell it, you, you pretty much have to be bigger than life, both of them. So there was and a bunch both- of different uh, partners that uh, were originally suggested. Ooh, like hear let's hear them, yeah. So yeah, for sure. originally... Uh, was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone <laughs> uh, until we changed it to John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, but also uh, were uh, thought of in the role was producer Michael Douglas and Harrison mm. Ford mm. or wow. uh, Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin as a pair or Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, all of which would have made this a very different movie. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the one. The one that would stick out for me is Harrison Ford n- would not have been good in this because he, he <laughs> yeah. no. And that's I love Harrison Ford, but they he is such an he is there. such an un, he underplays everything except yeah. unless mm-hmm. it's Han Solo or Indiana Jones. He tends to underplay stuff. Um, this is oh, a movie sorry. where it wouldn't have helped to have somebody underplay it. Hold on. And you also have to have two, you have to have two actors where they have recognizable traits. The, the way this works is you've got to have like this shorthand. You know that. the way Nicolas Cage moves and and uh, talks. You know he didn't. You don't even have to establish that in this movie. He always kind of does the same stuff. So yeah. I think Travolta had the easy. He had the easier job to try to, you know, to to, to uh, come up with an impression of uh, of Nicolas Cage. Right. Yeah. A little tougher. For Nicolas Cage, but they both pull it off, and it must have been tough to calibrate the performances. You know, you want to go over the top, but not so over the top that it's you know 
that you're not believing it. So they're, it's, it's very identifiable character. Who do they have Harrison Ford paired up with? Uh, Bruce. Well, uh, no, uh, Michael Douglas. See, they're both too understated. Yeah, they're too understated guys. Because you you need a shorthand. It's it's like a comic book or a cartoon in some. You have to be able to just buy it right off the bat. Right. So it doesn't take too much of a leap to to know that he's doing Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But they do it so well that you you start you have to just believe it at face value. Hmm. You know, you just have uh-huh. to just sort of buy it. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> but it, I, you could tell when he was directing this, he must have said, people have got to buy in. If they don't buy the premise, if you can't sell this, then it's just not going to do anything. Okay, let, let's let, 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 let's cast it for a second. If it's Schwarzenegger and Stallone, who's the bad guy? Uh, who's Castro no, Troy? One of them's gonna, oh, he's got to do a... He's got to do a Schwarzenegger impression. There's, there's no way he could have pulled that off to a, a whole movie of doing his accent through the whole movie. Yeah. Could Stallone have done Arnold's uh, uh, accent through an entire two-hour movie? I could do the piece for hours. Well, could Schwarzenegger have you know? Stallone's stroke voice? Exactly. Exactly. Which which sounds better? Uh, John, say I could eat a peach for hours like, uh, like Stallone. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. Do it, John. Well, what you'd have to do is you'd have to see if Schwarzenegger could go. I don't yeah, that's right. Face off, face off, face off. I want to take his face off. I want to take it off. Take the face off. I used to meet you. Yeah, but you know, I will tell you this. Uh, Schwarzenegger could have played the archer role because we saw him do that basically mm-hmm. in True Lies when he was the domestic. Right. He was the he could have done the domestic scenes very well, I think. Sure, but the the hard part of this movie was is selling the idea that there's somebody else inside of your body. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's the tough. That's the tough thing. You have to give it up for both of these actors. That yeah. could not have been easy to do that for an entire movie. Schwarzenegger doing uh, Schwarzenegger doing like a, a Stallone voice would have been great. Like, like you know what I mean? Like that. Like that would have been. <laughs> that would have been fun to watch. But I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't as isn't uh, strong enough of an actor to no. be able to. Nor handle, is Stallone. Nor is Stallone. To handle that. Yeah, to handle that. That's a big undertaking. Is and we forget. Yeah, I think we forget playing someone else. We we forget because John Travolta. You know, you guys are younger, so you know John Travolta post. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp, John Travolta's mm-hmm. kind of been a thing in your life. But for John and I, he disappeared for about 15 years. And, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction. You know, like, and he was doing he was doing bad movies. He was doing, you know, like, Look Who's Talking. And he did that, uh, you know, uh, perfect. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he went, he went from being an A-lister. He went from doing Saturday Night Fever and Grease and Urban Cowboy. He was an A-lister and he went to doing Talking Baby movies. Right. Know? Right. I think he just did kid movies because he had a kid, which happens to a lot of actors. And, you know, that first one was really funny. You know, him and Christy Alley, it was a funny premise. It's just that by the time they're doing the third one and the dogs are talking, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I always think that's where he was at when he got cast in Pulp Fiction. He's right. doing the third sequel to a talking baby comedy, you know. Right, right. So for us, yeah, Mario's right. He was just like, he was like this superstar. Well, whether you were a fan or not, he had done three in a row. There were massive cultural uh, touchstones, you know, uh, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and Urban Cowboy. All of those were like cultural events 
whether you, you dug it or not, you know, you couldn't deny right. that he was having an effect on the culture. Not too many actors have three moments. But, but then in between, he's doing stuff like Blowout. You know, he's doing these, he's doing good, he's, he's getting good roles, you know. He, yeah, I mean, uh, Terrence Hill, I think, puts Blowout in his top 10 of all time. Right. He, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's definitely a fan going all the way back to Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> right. So, but then the thing is, after he hits Pulp Fiction, he, it's like he doesn't turn down a role. Like he just says, like uh, you know, I don't know what you know. Who knows what's going to happen? And so he just starts saying yes to everything. So he turns up in you a know, lot of I, a lot of questionable funny, you're stuff. Right, you're, you're right about that. He starts doing everything and anything, kind of like Nicolas Cage. But um, right out the gate, he he does uh, the fact that he does this movie and he does Get Shorty. Get Shorty was a very strong movie, and he's very good in that. So I thought at least at first he made good use of the fact that he was back on top. Right. But then you're right. He starts doing just any old crap, and then he does that uh, Battleship uh, Earth movie, you know. Or oh, Battle Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, which is just abysmal, you know. Right. It's a commercial for Dianetics. Well, I guess he is produced it, it so. <laughs> it, that's Scientology. It's a Scientology movie, basically. Yeah. It's what Scientology right, is. Right, Hubbard, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, John, I'm sorry, uh, Justine. What did you think rewatching this movie? Where were you? How do you feel? Um, it just all seems super cheesy, but but you loved it. Yeah, it's the time, so it's it all made sense. I told Patrick when they're facing each other <clears throat> with that mirror. Yeah, I was like, oh, how fucking poetic. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a whole psychology like there. The action, the action, I'm just like, oh, it was whatever. Like, the action is whatever. But it just, what? it was all very 90s. <laughs> Listen, you're talking about was John too, Woo. Too much action? Too much action for you or what? Oh, yeah. It's like over the top. Come on. Mm. But there aren't that many action. There's, there's not that many scenes. When you go back and watch this movie, there's way more scenes of like the, just the, them inhabiting each other's bodies and there are shootouts, which is strange for a John Woo movie. You're expecting well, more. There's the, there's, 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 you're almost there's the shootout at the uh, at the headquarters, you know, at his uh, at his apartment. Right. And then that, that that finale is one of those that's right up there with Con Air, where it's like, is it over yet? Nope, they're in the motorboat. Is it over yet? No, they're out of the motorboat. You know, it's like right. when is this gonna, you know, wrap it up, you know? How do you get your body back if you put an anchor through it? Right. And exactly. And when he starts carving up his face, you're like, geez, you know, stop. Put that put that knife down, you know. Right. All right. I think it's hilarious. If I were the bad guy, I'd be like, when he talks to the press and he looks straight at the camera, he should have like scratched his face then. It would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> or like, that, not in the face. That's what he does. In the face. <laughs> and just cuts himself. <laughs> Patrick, you he love. Even done the, he could he could have done the blazing saddles thing. Put a gun to his own head. I mean it. I'll blow his head clean off. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Patrick, do you love this one, right? Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. I, I think that uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage always surprise me in this film for how good of a job they do. Uh, no one does kind of crazy like they do. Um, both of them have a very unique style for being a crazy person mm -hmm. in film, and it's really great to see them on screen together. Um, 
Yeah, I agree with Justine. Some of the action is a little drawn out and over the top, but overall for the movie, it works. And like, you know, it's a surprise that this movie actually did as well as it did because it's it's just kind of ridiculous and out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that anybody else uh, cast in these roles, this movie would have been completely different. Um, I think a lot of actors would have made this a lot darker of a movie. Uh, than what it is and um, you know it's it's I I enjoy it like I, I think that for what it is it's 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 a fascinating you know thought process on you know the actors playing themselves uh, but playing another character it's at the same time it's, it's really interesting for how they did it and I think they did a good job you know who I buy the least in this movie who the grandpa from Fargo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. As the FBI boss who just comes in and, just, rah, 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 rah. and he's like it's just like he okay, seems cool. like he seems like he's in a, a lethal weapon movie. He's like a boss from the lethal weapon. Right. Movie. He doesn't even it's just like he's he's like in a different movie. That is like the weakest right. part of the movie for me. Uh yeah. you know who else you know who else seems like they're in a different movie, although it works beautifully? Uh Joan Allen is so good and so believable and so nuanced. She seems like she's in another movie, but it works. Somehow it works. <laughs> oh, as as, as the Archer's wife, yeah. Yeah, yeah I right. mean, it absolutely works, but she's really taking a completely it shouldn't work because she's taking a completely different tone than the rest of the cast. Right. But it it's what gives it all the uh the nail biting quality because you don't want anything to happen to her. So the fact that she plays it so real, it, it somehow it works, but it's almost like she's in a different movie, you know. Right. Uh, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, another Fargo connection. The head prison guard is, uh, yeah, is, her uh, husband. is her Marge's husband. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You always were a super lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, he does not. He's always good. He does not. He's always. Good. Maybe he's just not that. Maybe the old man's not that good of an actor, uh, or he's just not that. He doesn't fit that role. Of like the the FBI chief to come in and just be like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, yeah. It was almost like a cartoon. It was almost like uh, like something out of the Jetsons or the Flintstones. <laughs> maybe, maybe John, maybe John Woo took him in the corner. Maybe he said, "I want you to play this like Spacely, right, Mister Spacely in the Jetsons. Can you do that? Right. Can you play? Can you play this like Mister Slate on the Flintstones? Yeah, it was just it was weird. I was like, why is this guy in this movie <laughs> of all people? Archer. Yeah, it was, really, it was really like that. Can, can you play this like Mel Blank? Archer, you're fired. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, so let, let me ask you guys this: Who was your favorite character? Who do you think better did a, did a better job acting, and who, in which role, did you think he was? Were, were they better as themselves or as the other person? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Patrick. Um, I gotta go give it to my man Nicholas Cage. Like, I think John Travolta did a good job. I love his death scene at the end of the film. I like the fact that he's pinned to the wall, and even as like uh Nicholas Cage is just sitting there, you still see John Travolta kind of shaking and convulsing against the wall, talking to himself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he does a good job as Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage. Uh, but I think uh Nicholas Cage doing Archer, you have much more empathy for the character and you feel a lot more and he draws you in a lot more. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with it, just the bulk of the movie being centered around him. 
Right. Uh, Justine? Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, you're supposed to love Nicolas Cage as John Travolta, but I like John Travolta as Nicolas Cage. Oh, you like that? You like that better? Yeah. I thought, like, yeah, he seems so sinister and... And, um... You're kind of scared of him because even when he comes back as the his normal self, you're still like I don't know, right? He'll look pretty evil to me. John, John Travolta is good at playing like that, really cocky. John Travolta, yeah, he's like a really cocky, sleazy guy. Like he is good at it. He is good at it. Oh, he's, some of his best roles are when he plays a bad guy, right? He he, he gets like Broken Arrow, basically, <laughs> right? Which is another John Woo movie. Another John Woo, yeah. Movie. Uh, John, who did you prefer? Who did you? Which performance did you like? Uh, you know, they both do a great job. Uh, it's it got it just had to be the toughest thing to to try to keep it straight in your head what you're doing in each scene. Um, but the one that I think pulls it off the best, probably because it's easier to do an impression of him. I think Travolta doing Nicolas Cage. It, I think it's just easier to nail the uh, the mannerisms and the voice. So I think that's the one that ends up being the uh, the show stealer. But I think what Nicolas Cage is doing is harder because he's playing the uh, the more likable character. And after playing such a, a psycho villain in the first half hour, I think he had the tougher job because he's got to kind of like go more inside and sort of project a, a decent guy. It's hard to pick. They both did a great job. But the fun of it, I think, is watching Travolta do Nicolas Cage. I think that's the fun of it. Uh, Jake? Um, yeah, I got to say John Travolta playing his Nicolas Cage. That was that was it for you? Okay. That that did it for me, yeah. Uh, I, and I feel like John Travolta had more fun playing as Nicolas Cage than vice versa. It know? did seem like he was having fun. I will say that. John Travolta looked like he was just having a blast of making this movie. Just uh, being unhinged. Just being a, a weenie. Uh, <laughs> Calais? Oh, you're muted. I am muted. Um, John Travolta. You thought you thought John Travolta being Nicolas Cage was the way to go? I do. All right. So that's one vote for Nick Cage from Patrick. Uh Justine, you said John Travolta. Everybody John, said John Travolta. John, you said John Travolta. I, I kind of liked I kind of liked Nicolas Cage. I I again, uh those scenes where he's almost where he's laughing until he almost cries, kind of uh they kept doing that, but it, it worked every time. But I liked them both. I liked John Travolta in this movie. Um as uh, 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 I like, you know, because he has to be driven kind of a hole, but it was fun to see him. Like he, it's funny. Nicholas Cage has more personality as Archer than John Travolta does, and John Travolta's mm-hmm. personality came out during, um, you know, when when, when they switched. So yeah, I got to go Nicholas Cage on this one, but it was close. It was it was uh, it was it was fun. Uh, did anybody else notice? Uh, there's a couple scenes where. Um, there are visible cables when people get shot oh, and go flying cable, back. Cable stunt doubles. Yeah, <laughs> the special effects in this do not hold up. Well, sure. you know what it is. I think that comes from John Woo's Hong Kong background, where it's like, yeah. let's shoot it quick. We don't have time to, you know, we don't have time to hide things. We're just going to shoot it, and that's the way it's going to be. And I think that's, I think there, there's a scene in the beginning where the FBI guy runs up on Nicholas Cage who has a shotgun. And you yeah, see the shotgun like blow the guy back, backwards. and you see him like you see the actual harness. You yep. see him like slide yeah. back on the harness, and you're like, oh well, maybe they, we should have hidden like that. Would just be hidden with CGI today. 
Yeah, like the no problem. Boat scene. Neither of them are actually on the boat. Right. Like it, right, right. It's, it's, it's it some, looked, some parts you you watch it now and you're just like, man, that's a little rough. It okay. looked like me and John out there on those boats. It could have been <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. in real life. That whole chase on the boats would have been over in like a minute. You know, in real life, how much? How long is that going to take? You know. Right. It's like one of them's going to fall off the boat in the first two minutes. You know. Right. Uh, all right. Let's rank it. Face off. One of the all-time great '90s action movies, uh, Jake. Where do you uh, where do you land on this one? Oh, give it a seven and a half. Oh, not bad. Ten point five. Very. Not, I was very surprised. Not bad. Uh, Patrick. Uh, this is a seven. It's not as good as Con Air. Oh, this is better than Con Air, honey. Nah, bro. Oh, no, no honey. No, on air no. is so much better. No, no, I'm, no. I'm with Mario on this one. That breezy mullet and the wind, you, it's not the same. Hell, hell no. <laughs> that, that should be a big breezy Cage. mullet. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, this, no, we're, we don't need the mullet. Justine, uh, where do you land on this? And is it better than Con Air? Um, I want to give it an eight out of originality. Okay. Not like anyone's ever done this again. Right. Um, and it was done well for its weirdness. Right. Um, but like also it's like too long. So <laughs> Yeah, it is a little long. It, it is a little long. I will so, I mean, give it an eight, but let's just bring it back to seven and a half. That's not bad. That's higher how than I how long do you think it should be, Justine? Like what what do you think is a good time for it? I don't know. 90 minutes. I understand Hours. that. I understand that he has to pretend to be him. I understand that. Maybe, f- <laughs> maybe five less faith swipes. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that could have saved you ten minutes right there. Uh, Justine, <laughs> I want you and Patrick to greet each other that way from now on. Just walk up and. No, he touched my face, and I was like, I don't know where your hands been. <laughs> oh, she loved it. It was great. He doesn't, act- he doesn't actually touch his face. It seems like he just gets real close, and then just like. Hmm. Our whole family does that. Yeah. What's weird to me is that's what you do in the. That's always in the movies when someone dies and their eyes are open. You always go like, <laughs> close the eyes. <laughs> or, or if you're, or if a character's blind, <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you're feeling my face. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Young Frankenstein. Where are you going? Right. I was going to make espresso. What was that, Justine? A very large butte. <laughs> uh, what'd you say, Justine? I, heard, I, I, I cut you off. I said, oh, or when you replace your child, you also touch their face. Oh, wow. Wow. John? <laughs> you are new, Michael. You can get rid of this bullet wound because I, I replaced him. <laughs> wow. Whoa. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over yeah, my dead Michael, kid. You are now Michael 2.0. Yeah. I'm I over it. I newer model, but you don't ever ride carousels. You hear me? God damn it. <laughs> Hey, that's two. If you watch Last of Us, that's two weeks in a row that carousels were involved. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. John? Uh, I give it an eight because it's just so crazy, and, and they they just about pull it off. I think it's, ama- it's amazing that they, they were able to pull it off. It is a little long, but it's really, like Justine said, it's like a one-of-a-kind. You don't. When's the last time you saw a movie like this? And here's a uh, crazy story, and it's also in the title. And right. so crazy, it just might work. And what's funny is uh, like this is now what? This is like um, what is? How many years ago is this? This is like twenty five years ago. Uh, tw- uh, yeah. No, twenty six. Yeah, 
but anyway, it, I just don't think uh, it's just so funny. I, this is just about the craziest premise I've ever heard of for a movie like this. Uh, and so I, I just the fact that they that they uh, they pull it off. I, I got to give them an eight. All right. Uh, Calais. I'm going to give it like a five. Calais, you're tough on these action movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the little Hallmark circle. You know, that was cute, but the special effects were a little rough. Right, right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I believed it, kind of. I right. wasn't completely convinced. <laughs> well, it is kind of hard to buy. Uh, it's pre, it's, you know, it's pre-CGI. That's the other thing. The fact that they pulled all this off without CGI is amazing. The only thing I can, I'll tell you what, what take what always takes me out of the movie is when they start lasering the faces off. Cause I always go, God, that's got to stink. That's just got to smell like the worst thing in the world. Like when they're yeah. lasering. All I thought was they would not be giving him a haircut during the middle of a medical. Right. Procedure. You see the, you see the hair on the gloves. Yeah. yeah you see the hair like, on the gloves. Bro, they're saving on time. Okay. We, we and, got, and like, also got you, go, to do. you go, you go, how is it possible? Scars. There's no. There's no telltale sign at all. They have to kind of just like they're moving so fast. It's like they don't want anyone to ask themselves, wouldn't there be like scars and stuff? You know. I like this was supposed to be a sci-fi movie, and John Woo almost backed out of the project because he didn't want that. But I think had it been a sci-fi movie, I might have bought it a little more. Right. If it was a sci, if they'd gone heavier on the sci-fi aspect, it might have felt like other movies. I think that's the thing. The fact that they didn't stress that angle, it didn't feel like a lot of other goofy sci-fi movies. It felt more like, oh, this is supposed to be the real world. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, if the real world is measured against, you know, like a Jerry Bruckheimer action film, you know. Right, right, right. It's that It's that world, you know. <laughs> Cutting edge government technology. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do it a little few years in the future, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes like another Blade Runner. Then you could add a Kurt Russell and a Michael Douglas, you know, in those trappings. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. I didn't even yeah, there's a guy that could have done it. I yeah. would like Kurt Russell and Dennis Quaid just to confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You get to- it's Dennis Quaid and uh, <laughs> Harrison Jack, Ford, Jack Lemmon, and Walter Matt. That's what, <laughs> Ooh, that good. Man, oh God, that would have been the greatest. That would have been the greatest because they could be doing each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that would have been hilarious. No. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is, Archer. It's the cooking, the cleaning, the crying. It's the ripping off your face at two in the morning. <laughs> now I tell you, I could eat a peach for hours. That was my Jack Lemon. That would have been the giveaway. Just the odd couple, but under, like, in the plot of uh, in the plot of Face Off. And then you could have had Joan Allen playing both pigeon sisters. How about yeah. two? How about you do? You, do we, we remake this with two females. Who who do you do if you do the oh. female today? Who? who? Uh, what's Sasha's uh, wife's name? Sasha Cohen or whatever his name is. Sasha Sasha? Baron, Baron Cohen. Oh. The guy who plays um. Oh, what's his name? The comedian uh-huh. Sasha. Well, she has a one of them, redhead, and she looks just like Amy Adams. Oh, um, the girl from uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, is it uh, Anna Kendrick? Or yeah, it no, Anna? it's the girl from Wedding Crashers, the Irish girl. Um, Sersha? Ronan? She's from Wedding Crashers, guys. Wedding. I'm giving you the answer. She was in Talladega Nights. Please. Please. Uh, I'll tell you, if they did this with... Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Isla yeah. Fisher. Isla. Isla. Okay, so you know what? Uh, if you're going to do this with two uh, women, you, one of them should be Sarah Silverman, because you could really do the voice. One of them could do the voice. You know, the Sarah Silverman uh, voice is definitely distinctive. That's true, John. Does anybody like Sarah Silverman? <laughs> no. Um, am I the only? Am I the only one that thinks she's funny? She's great. Yeah, she's funny. I right? just don't see her in this kind of movie, John. Like you, I mean, she's got the voice. What you want is somebody with, with an identifiable voice. That's why Nicolas Cage was the obvious choice. He's got a... Uh, it's like people that do impressions say there's not too many people around these days that you can do an impression of. You know, it's not like the 40s and 50s. Uh, you don't have any, like, Cary Grants or Jimmy Cagney's. It's very tough because people oh, don't have Kristen distinctive Shaw. voices anymore. Kristen Schaal and Sarah Silverman. Oh my God, that would be funny. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Kristen Shaw from Flight of the Concords. You'd recognize her if you saw her. She does a lot of. Uh, oh um, yeah, she was in Toy Story Four. She she plays Trixie, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's great. She's great. It, right. It's just that these days there's not too many people that are readily identifiable by uh, their voice. This would be good as a comedy with Kristen Wiig and uh, Maya. Maya Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph. Yeah. The two of them, because they're always so great together, and just to see them play off each other would be great. I would go Sandra Bullock, Sandy, as we call her, like nasally. Yeah, Sandy Bullock, and uh, if it was the '90s, it would have been Sandra Bullock and what's her name, and Julia Roberts would have been like the yeah. '90s version of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could but just again. do Julia Roberts, and she could just giggle all the time. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right. How about you get? Uh, you get Meryl Streep and Judy Dench. Guys, <laughs> this has been uh, what a great movie. All right, I'm glad we did that. Next week, uh, I believe the movie is. Let's take it. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to. We'll let you know what, what the movie. Did you give it? Oh, I give this a. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is an eight. An eight. Okay. You know my man John Woo. I got more action than my man John Woo to quote uh, the great warrior poets, the Beastie Boys. Uh, I got more action than my man, John Wu. How are you holding up over there, uh, uh, Kalei? I'm going strong. You look good, man. The goggles, they do nothing. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to tell you what next week's movie is, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff that I haven't. we haven't decided what we're going to talk about yet. Get excited, everybody. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, Superiority Complex, everybody. New favorite podcast. We're back from break. Uh, Kalei is here. How are you feeling, Kalei? I'm good. Yeah, I'm you good. feeling better? I'm feeling better. Is the water helping? Water's helping. The ibuprofen's doing a lot. Nice work. Do you have to work today? No. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, give yourself a day. Give yourself a day. Self care yeah, is self care is important. You know. <laughs> If I've learned anything from your generation, it's self-care is important. Uh, Justine, how you doing there, buddy? How you doing? 
How you doing? I like this hair, man. It looks great on you. Mm-hmm. It looks really good on you. I mean, I fixed. I fixed the problem. I fixed it. You, you, you. I went. I went virgin for a while, and I was like, no, okay, we're good now. Let's do it. Let's fix this. You're better. Okay. I had to take out all that bleach and just rebleach it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Whatever works. Whatever works for you. Patrick, how do you feel about this new hair? What do you think? I think she looks. It radiant. looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah. All right. Good job, Patrick. Being supportive. <laughs> supportive BF. Uh, Bone Daddy, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Yeah, doing yeah. great. Good caffeine. We're in the middle of our caffeine rush, so we're doing great. Oh, nice, great. This is this is like this is the time when you want to get Jake when he's caffeined up and he's ready to do some pentatonics numbers. Yeah, doing some grease lightning. Over yeah, yeah, doing grease light. We saw a coordinated grease lightning uh, at the break uh, with Justine and uh, and handsome Dan Handsome over there. It's like it was pretty awful. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, thanks. John Thanks Sandy, how you doing? That. How you feeling, John Sandy? I'm feeling good. Yeah, you feel good. Yes. You sound a little different. Are you okay? You're a little, a little nasally. I got a little tickle in my throat, but other than that, it sounds like we maybe have a maybe you have a situation where you may have swapped faces with someone. <laughs> where I may have swapped faces with a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> John had to leave during the break, so uh, Anita, Anita kindly, she sent me a text, and I wasn't, I of course don't look at my phone during the show, uh, unlike some people, but uh, you know, first, well, some people have to look at their phones during the show, like like Patrick when I ask him to read the the thing, he has to look at it, he has to look it up, yeah, but I was, I was, I do not try not to look at my phone during the show because you get, I get distracted. Um, that's more me than even any... though you invited me to be here, but sure. Did I invite you to be here this week? Yes. Otherwise I would not have watched face off. You know what? I forgot all about that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's not because it's you. It's because I just, I'm old and I forget things. Uh, so welcome back. Thank uh, you. Uh, I almost, I, you know what we did at the end of the show, we did talk about, you know what happened? And this is a great segue, Anita. And I, first of all, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I had to put that episode up with Lauren Nichols, the 10th anniversary uh, thing. So what we're going to be doing, for those of you who aren't paying attention or didn't see, uh, I'm going to be doing for the next little while, the next few weeks or so, uh, it's going to be every couple of weeks I'm going to put up a new episode where I interview somebody from the early days of the show that uh, that we, we that I've been able to track down and get in touch with her. Not track down, I'm in touch with most everybody, but make time to just do a little interview with, just as an appreciation to say, hey, thanks. I wish you know, you know, I'm I'm thanks for helping out with the show. You know, I wish you could still be on all the time, but we only have room for like 17 people. So I was so. Uh, I was the right after we got off the show, I was trying to get both episodes edited and put together and then all that stuff. And I just, I totally forgot. I asked you to come back for face off. Wait. Oh, she's on a call. She's on a call. She can't even take my apology. Uh, This is the time of the show. I'd like to let you guys know. Anita owes me a lot of money, a lot of money. Uh, and so, uh, we'll be asking her for that back after she comes back from her. We could say the same about you. You owe us a lot of money. What do I owe you money for? Movies. Every movie. Every movie. Uh, 
Mario, you don't owe me anything. <laughs> I enjoy this and do this out of the kindness uh, of my heart. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Patrick, the movie education, okay? Patrick also, rem- also remembers that this is completely voluntary. I think Patrick will, 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 will yep. remember. We'll remember those days when we talked about this. There was a long and arduous um, casting process, okay? <laughs> um, I had gone through at least four. Bless you, Justine. Bless you. He, was, he, he decided to stick with it, you know, stick with me. So I believe you guys just showed up to the studio one day and then we just stayed here, is what, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Not to put it. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but I believe you guys showed up for as guests and then just stayed. If if that's uh, if that's if we're that's you know exactly what I did. Yeah, that's just how this works. Yeah, I was going to say to be fair, that's how all your guests work. That's right. Uh, and if I can get you to stay for a long, if I can sucker you in this thing, you're the only ones I've ever gotten money out of, though. That this is that's, that's hey. why this is great. But uh, you're welcome, Patrick. We all know is independently wealthy. Uh, yeah. Why don't you pay for? Jake's movies. No, come on. Yeah, come on. No, I pay for Justine's movies. <laughs> it's sharing custody. <laughs> Guys, next week's movie. While, what while, is it? While we're waiting for, uh, while we're waiting for it, uh, 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 Anita. Anita. Anita Applebaum. Uh, she's got it going on. Anita. 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 So she must be able to hear me. <laughs> Even though she's on this other call. Anita, nod if you can hear us. She can hear us. She's on another call. <laughs> Anita looks lovely today. A little like John Sandy, oddly enough. Uh, kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> If she starts talking about classic rock albums, I'm going to be concerned. They will be. Yeah, all of a sudden, uh, uh, um, Anita's really into 1950s voice actors. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If she starts talking about the mamas and papas, then right. you know. Then you know it is. We had, we had a conversation about the mamas and papas before the uh, th- that album hanging on uh, Calais' door is, uh, mm-hmm. or not? On, it's next to her door. It's an earring. It's for earrings. It's mamas and the papas. It's for earrings. Earring holder. My sister's so creative. She, God, who do you look like with those glasses on? She looks Elton like some. John. You, a little Elton Johnish. Those glasses are very Elton Johnish. Very Elton Johnish. I see the sun is starting to peek into that window. Yeah, it's trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely not. Are you okay? Are you... I'm good. <laughs> this whole room is windows. This used to be the sunroom, so there's just windows everywhere. Uh, how do you like it though? I love it. Except when you're hungover. Except when I'm hungover and when it's cold, because there's like no insulation, right? Just right through the windows, right? You, you get you need those double pl- You need to get those windows double paned, which will probably cost you a pretty penny. But that's what you have to do. Double paned window. You know, I think I'm going to stick to the space heater and the layering of blankets. Uh, space heater's nice, but I'm always afraid of fire with a space heater. I'm always afraid that I'm going to fall. Do we do? I'm always afraid that I'm going to fall asleep. And my blankets, I'm going to, you know, because you have to sit under a pile of blankets when you have a space heater, right? And then I'm going to afraid, I'm going to fling one off in my sleep and it's going to land on the space heater. You know what I mean? And then we all. Set it ablaze. And then, yeah, I'm like the only, I'm like Tito in, uh, oh, in um, Face Off. A lot of space heaters, though, have, um, if it gets, if it gets too hot, they they automatically shut off. Mm -hmm. Also, when they tip over, they shut off automatically. 
I do like a nice space heater. They do they do radiate a certain amount of heat. Uh, Tito, by the day, by the way, I don't know if they did this on purpose. The producers and writers of Face Off. Tito was uh, Michael Jackson's brother. Uh, uh, he was the person that uh, Michael Jackson called out for when his hair caught fire during the Pepsi commercial. Oh, I didn't know that. Tito. Yep. He yelled out, Tito. Uh, Anita, how's it, that call going? Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Let us know how it's going. Let's give it, get a thumbs up. Two minutes. Two minutes. She gave us the peace sign. She's One minute. One to two. One to two. Okay. Uh, next week's movie, Air Force One. Harrison Ford. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> ten out of ten. Perfect. Air Force One. Everybody's favorite president. Oh. In my Air Force One. Yes, Mr. President. Yes. Uh, Get yeah. off my plane. Get off my plane. Uh, so Get good. off my... I can't do it. I can't do my Harrison Ford. So Get good. off my plane. I love that movie. Get off my plane. Gary Oldman in it. You guys, everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's oh, favorite villain from uh, villain. from Fifth, Fifth Element is back. Yo. Have you seen it, Jake? Have you seen no, Air Force One? I have not. Oh. You're William H. Macy. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat. You have not seen Interesting. it? Interesting. No. Not Directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who did uh, Das Boot. Uh, you know? Das Boot? Yep. Uh, Kalei, how how familiar are you with the greatness of Harrison Ford? Like, where do you know? Where, where does a kid your age know Harrison Ford from? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones? Star Wars. The Wars. Okay, so he's still pretty. People know who he is. Yeah, he he still has some cachet amongst the the he's youth. He's a superstar. The Everybody youth of today. knows who Harrison. Do you know Ford. him as an Amish man? No, probably not. In Witness. Mm-hmm. No, is that something I need in my life? We watched it here. Uh, <laughs> it is it is the only role. It's the role where he was up for an Academy Award. He plays a oh. police officer protecting an Amish boy who witnesses a murder. And he has to go live on the farm uh, because I won't, for circumstances we won't reveal oh here, that part of the plot, he ends up having to go live on the on the farm with the Amish. Okay. It's worth taking a look. It's worth taking it's a look. A, it's a very interesting movie. It's called The Witness? It's called, this witness. Is, it's just called Witness. Witness. Justine, okay. what were our scores on Witness? Do you, you have those at your, do you have those up, Jake? Uh, our scores, no. I was talking about. I was talking about. I have the movie because oh I because uh, I buy everything. Uh, I'll go get it. Jeez. I have it. I, I have it. it. Like, I got it. I was like, all right, cool. You get it. Wow. He's like, I got it. No, you don't have shit. I doesn't. didn't have it. You're just mm-hmm. It's disappointing. Uh, when did the witness come out? Eighty four. Eighty four. Eighty five. Was it eighty five? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Uh, we gave it uh, I gave it an 8.5 Actually it was pretty much 8s across the board And 8.5s for a couple of us Alright nice So highly recommended oh, By the crew of uh, Superiority yeah. Complex Collect. Yeah we really liked it Yeah, It might be streaming somewhere on free I think it might be streaming on one of the services right now for free um, Yeah Do you know Harrison Ford is uh, a doctor out to seek vengeance for his murdered wife by a hook-handed man? 
No. Oh, that's the fugitive, and you should watch that one. That is another one. Uh, being pursued by the one and only Tommy Lee Jones. That's a good one. What do we give the fugitive? Uh, and what year is that? That is ninety one. I want to say. Um, ninety three. Thank you, Jake. I can go out of order a lot. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. You said ninety three. You're out of order. Um, we literally just watched it in the last year. I think. You can you can search for the movie. Uh, nines across the board, except for Mario, who gave it an eight because he hates us. I wonder why I gave it an eight. I usually love uh, Harrison Ford's my favorite, but I don't know. There was there must have been a reason. Uh, yeah, this was the episode. Yeah, have to go back. I'm gonna let Kalei do that for us, like Anita did. Anita, why did we give? Uh, why did I give? Uh, 395. We don't care. What, what, oh yeah, why did I give uh, Fugitive an eight? Why didn't I give it a nine? Because you wanted to be an individual. No, I no, I conform most of them. You can no, I, I want to be. No. Uh, Anita, have you seen Air Force One? Are you familiar with Air Force One? Okay, you're going to be back with us next week, and I'm going to make a note. I'm inviting you back. Anita's joining us. Write it on the right. Anita, I need to put you you in the group chat because we started at 12 today because John had that. He had a cardiology appointment. That's why we started early. So I apologize. I apologize. That was another thing. I should. I was like, oh, I didn't get a hold. Damn it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. No, because that's a minority on minority crime. You know how I feel about that. I feel we're here to. I feel we're here to. Did you know, us minorities were very forgiving. I feel we're here. To, I feel, did I send you? Did I send? Did I send you the link about the two ladies that were fighting over the Tupperware? Yes, it was hilarious. Oh my god, is that like the funniest thing you've ever seen? I was crying. It was great. It was. It was awesome. Because Mexican people wouldn't give that back either. Like you're not getting that back. No, you don't give glass Tupperware you, to guests. You are never getting it back. You get the butter jar or right. the sandwich meat container, and that's what your leftover spaghetti goes in. When oh my god, the sandwich meat container. That's my mom right there. That is my mom right there for sure. <laughs> Minorities have been. You're not getting the glass back. Minorities have been recycling for years, right? Like, you don't walk into like a Mexican's house or a Filipino's house and expect butter in the butter container. It's not going to be there. (laughs) You do not open an ice cream thing and expect there to be ice cream. (laughs) Ice cream carton. Why is this ice cream carton above the 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 sink? No, you get you get soup you get soup in the empty sour cream container right for, for your lunch yeah you know what my mom does she recycles the little you know the mini water bottles like the ones you use for kids mm-hmm. she'll mm-hmm. drink those and then put her salsa when she gives salsa away she yeah. puts it in those containers that's a good that's what you get that's your salsa in my and, mom keeps all the plastic like side salad dressing ramekins we have a drawer full of them yes and she washes them out yes yes hell yeah it's so annoying my mom has a my mom has a cabinet above the microwave and it's a bunch of like uh uh the bowls that you get when you go to like i'll take i'll take her salad from farmer boys and they serve it in like a giant plastic bowl with a lid on it all the bowls stacked like every salad she's ever had there's like a record it's like yeah, a tree a ring. Bridge for us. Yeah. All the plastic. Uh, yeah, you recycle everything, man. Are you kidding yeah, me? What is it 
like the when you get like cold cuts, sometimes those come in nice containers. That's what she was just saying. Mm-hmm. The sandwich okay. meat container. Hey, and of course you guys all have the bag full of bags, right? At your house, right? You guys yeah. all have it. The plastic bag filled with plastic bags. Yeah, but now takeout comes in very fancy containers. So. Right. You got to save them all. I have a ton of black yeah. containers. <laughs> the black ones with the clear lids. Yeah. yeah. They're like, wow. <laughs> I remember the they charge like, those on Amazon. They Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They sell they. They're like meal prep containers, and yeah. then you pay for them on Amazon. It's like no, I just got them with my Chinese food. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. sweet. Like, <laughs> this is a ripoff. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to think of all the things like all the years my mom saved every um, off-brand container. And, uh, like, you know, just weird things. And you you open the fridge, you're, like, expecting something to be in there. And you're like, nope. Unpleasant surprise. Um, I My love that. My grandma had a cookie container, but it was just sewing stuff. That's always the, the cookie tin with sewing oh, stuff in there? Yeah. That's always disappointing. I don't expect anything anymore. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> right. It's not in that. Don't offer me a cookie. It's needles in there. There's nothing but needles. <laughs> The minority uh, recycling program. <laughs> Always good. Uh, and then my dad was like a master of uh, uh, everything. Every, every rag in the that he used in the garage was just one of his old T-shirts. T-shirts? Yeah, just like torn T-shirts, up. T-shirts, socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you can't bleach anymore because they're too dirty. Right. You use them to Yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. the... Uh, here, I'm going to check your oil. Give me that rag. It's, it's an old T-shirt. It's like, here it is. <laughs> right. Right. When I was a kid, I used to wear Daisy Dukes. I used to wear cut-off jean shorts, like I was some kind of. <laughs> they weren't cut that high, but yeah, I used to. Just... We cut my Levi's. Oh yeah, yeah, just my little, my little, my little nalgas sticking out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Uh, what, what? Reuse, repurpose. Right. What do I recycle? Do I recycle anything? My mom will also wash plastic silverware. So the plasticware she gets from the uh, from anything that all goes mm-hmm. in the washing machine. That all all goes in the dishwasher. And if it doesn't melt, then it's it's good to use. It goes That's in the drawer. The, 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 yeah, you got the good ones. It right. kind of weeds yeah. out the good from the bad silverware. Right. My mom, she's taking it to the level. She will rewash her styrofoam plates. And I'm like, Mom, that's good for the environment, but also it's a styrofoam plate. Like, just toss it. You're okay, Mom. You know? You know it's been really hard lately that I don't want to keep? I don't keep it because I throw it away, but it makes it really difficult. Is boba drinks are coming in, like, really fancy cups lately. And mm-hmm. they're really, like, the nice hard texture. But I'm like, I can't even reuse this. Like, what am I, what am I going to do with this? And I'm forced to throw it, and it hurts every time. Right, right. <sighs> The ones just I use it as a just use it as a regular cup. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got enough cups, but it's too fancy. Why don't you get rid of some of your fancy cups and just have all boba cups in there? I <laughs> get all those. Yeah. I don't need those. Stack them up, and when guests parties. come over, stack them up when guests come over. Here's your wine. Yeah. Put it in one of those fancy. Cup when you got a bunch of reusable boba cups. Yeah. When Calais stops by, you pour her her red wine, and that you're in that in one of those boba cups. <laughs> With the straw, so with she can straw. drink it fast. She doesn't have time to wait. She wants to get buzzed now. 
<laughs> waiting around for that. Kalei's uh, hungover, uh, Anita, in case you were wondering why she's wearing those groovy glasses. Oh, I thought she had like a migraine or something. Well, she does. But it's <laughs> yes. self-inflicted. It's <laughs> not the same thing. Self-inflicted. Look at this kitty. I had not quite a migraine. The, Jake is hugging a kitty right now. He, he looks like cutty. He's, he likes it. My cat hates to be picked up. She's yeah, she's a she's a little snuggle bug. I love it. No, no, my cat hates it. <laughs> she always makes noises. Too. Don't touch me. <laughs> you scratch her off the head. <laughs> what happened? It's like oh, oh. oh. <laughs> little noises. She's like, like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't no, touch it's me. not. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Anita, let's talk about face off, man. What did you think? I'm sad because I feel like I needed you guys to tell me that I should like this movie because I did not like this movie. What? I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear them talk about it because maybe I'll like it more. Anita, what what do you need? What's not to like? You get over-the-top performances by John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. You get them acting as each other. Uh, That wasn't the bad part. What was the bad part? The bad part was everything else about the story that made zero sense like what whatsoever um first off let's address the underage child touching which oh we talked about this we talked about this yeah not okay it was very very creepy it was very creepy and also archer was a horrible person as a horrible person who put his family through so much they all need therapy now they already needed therapy to begin with right a child in the family, but now they really need therapy. Right. And I feel so bad for them. But they replaced the kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all okay now. They have a different kid. (laughs) Even better with the bad guy's son. Right. So he wins because he takes the bad guy's kid and makes him good. With the bad guy's son, whose mother would make out with her brother. Which was so weird. I forgot about Very that. Very weird. I forgot about I think I blocked that out of my brain. <laughs> I, I don't know that this makes it better or worse, but the two actors involved in that scene, that was their idea. Mm, that, okay. oh, acting! That yeah. Mm-hmm. It was their idea? It was weird. But those are the kind of people that Caster Troy would hang out with. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Is it a is it a weird choice? Is it a weird choice? Yes. Do I does it heave me out? Yes. Gives me the heebie jeebies. But uh does it is that the kind of people that Caster Troy would hang out with? Definitely. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was still gross. Uh, so aside from the brother sister making out, uh, and aside from uh, Nicholas Cage being a creeper, uh, and John Travolta being a creeper, uh, what else? What else didn't you like? Oh yeah, who's your favorite daddy? Yeah, who's my favorite? Daddy? Did you? Who was the most? What was the most daddy performance? Was it? Oh, there you go. Yeah, Archer is himself. Castor Troy is himself, or. Caster Troy is oh. Archer or Archer is Caster Troy? Which was the most daddy? Caster Troy is Archer. That's what everybody said. Yeah. The family seemed so much happier when he was, <laughs> was Caster Troy. 
<laughs> the wife's like, I'm getting some loving now. My husband's <laughs> affectionate. The daughter was like, my dad understands me. Right. She's like an adult. Right. It was, they seem. Teaches me how to stab somebody. Teach me how to protect myself. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we were saying. Mom's not home. That's what we were saying. Yeah, we, were, yeah. we were saying. Creepily, yeah, creepily grabs cigarettes <laughs> from you and mom's not home. This is, yeah. We talked about that scene earlier and we were saying like in a in, with a different director they could have really gone off into all the seedy stuff like you know him being with the wife him being a creepy stepdad all that uh, they and they avoid they luckily well they didn't gloss over but they just didn't focus on that part of the story which i think helps the movie because then it could have just turned into like some weird you know some weird exploitation movie right so they kind of avoid that yeah so I, they get points for that for me. And also, he you're right. He ends up being kind of a good stepdad. He beats the snot out of that kid, right? He beats the snot out of that kid and then teaches her how to use the knife. So it's like, in a lot of ways, it's like, hey, he was like a wife swap worked out, you know, or husband swap, the, the TV show. Yeah. But, yeah. but you weren't buying the premise. You were like, I'm not, this premise is not business no none of it made any sense for them to keep caster troy alive after they took his face was pointless right he was in a coma anita it made sense (laughs) it's like what do you need him for just in case you need to rip his face off to pose as him so you can get information out of his brother there was a bomb, Anita. Anything to stop the bomb. Right, yeah. Anita. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe he didn't have a living maybe he didn't have a will. Two black people in the movie, the only people who knew about the secret. It was like the two black people and the doctor. I was like, you might as well make the doctor black too and burn them. Oh. Like, why were the only people who knew? Yep. No one else. There's no written down, no. Secret FBI black box with this information. In case those, of emer- in people. case of emergency, in case of face off <laughs> break box, please. Right. Well, yeah. Why was that? Is weird that nobody else knew. That nobody else knew the. How else would Castro Troy get away with it? You know, if there was a piece of paper that said, "Oh, by the way, Castro Troy." Is actually John is Sean Archer. Right. Yeah, I would not want this FBI group protecting me. They just can't understand. Mm. Anita, what about what did you like about the movie? Let's go that way. (laughs) I actually liked the ridiculous acting. I thought it was hilarious. Right. It made me laugh. Um, It was way too long. It was way too long. We hit that. The hour thirty. It broke the hour thirty rule. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the boat scene could have been completely taken out. Right. And they could have ended it in the church. But then how could he have died with a harpoon in his chest stuck to the side of a wall, shaking <laughs> and singing to himself? Come on, Anita. Don't take away the great. He could have just been shot. That he mm, could have just no. been shot and that was it. That were the, the daughter could have shot him. I thought that would have been fun. She did stab she didn't him. She'd be like, I know that this isn't my dad, and then killed him. I actually would have liked that ending better. You're not my dad, and then yeah. What does Brent? What does Brent yeah. give this one, Anita? What does, did did you discuss this oh. with Brent? Yeah, we watched it. He gave it a nine. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, my man. <laughs> yes, this is right up his alley, though. Yeah, I give this. this 
I was shocked because everything I was saying, he was like, you're thinking about this too much. And I was like, no, I'm asking the appropriate questions. Like, what do you mean? He's like, you're overthinking it. And I'm like, I'm not. He's like, I give it a nine. I'm like, you're crazy. Ah, I love it. That's right. This is one of those movies, though, where it's like, this movie is meant to have your brain shut off and just, like, eat some popcorn. I t- it's in the title. They told yeah. you what it was. Right. And I also mentioned that's a second week in a row. What did we watch last yeah. week? What did we watch last week? Uh, no, it was during Con Air where they mentioned the name of the movie in the movie. Yep. They did it in this one too. It's mm-hmm. always good when they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mirror scene was probably my favorite scene. Oh, somebody else said that was. Uh, what did you say, Justine? What was your. I said, how fucking poetic. <laughs> it was very poetic and theatrical. I, did, I was like, okay. I think that should have been the one and only time they said face off in a movie. I think it would have had more of an effect. Did you? every poetic they meaning of the word of the of the term face off in that scene? Yeah. Same time. Face off. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, Anita, enjoy the scene where the little boy was listening to the music and then was watching everybody get uh, racked up somewhere? Uh, yeah. Oh, when they had like the shootout in his yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Headphones on, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny what 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 I love about a, a panel like this is everybody likes different things, and everybody likes different things for different reasons, and everybody dislikes things for certain reasons, and it's everybody's different, and it's great. I love it. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, but I do like that certain people like certain things. So who did you, and this is the question I liked the, the, so your favorite was like, I, I guess I asked, who do you think did the better job? Did Nicholas Cage do a better job or did John Travolta do a better job? I think, I don't know. To me, they both did a good job. I would put them on an equal level. My, the person that had the best acting chops in this whole thing was Eve. The wife. Right. That's what John was saying. She's a legitimate the actress. Most believable. She was a legitimate actress. She right. was, I felt her. But I think they both, like I, I told Brent, I was like, I get why they had them act so dramatic because when they switch bodies, you need to be able to have the mannerisms and like for them to pick up on that for each other. For You, know, you and like John are like right there, except John loved it. <laughs> you and John are like right there, except, <laughs> except John loved it. For the reasons you hated it. For the reasons you hated it, John loved it. <laughs> no, I get, I get it. I usually rank movies on if I can rewatch it. So that's usually where my score goes, and I don't think I could rewatch this. Yes, you could, because Brent's going to make you do it. No, you're just going to come in one day, and Brent's going to be watching See, it just for and fun. And then it's like, okay, maybe I could rewatch it if it was like an hour and a half. Maybe. But there's no way I would make it through the whole thing. I had to watch. We split it up in two days. What? (laughs) Damn. It is a long action movie. (laughs) It's really long. Okay. They have to go through all this stuff. Prove that they're this person. (laughs) And prove (laughs) that they're not. (laughs) Yes. The point was made after about an hour and fifty. I do like the scenes. I do like all the scenes in the prison, though. I thought that prison setup was kind of cool. With the magnet feet and that whole thing, and then his brother, and then I love that his brother reveals the the location of the bomb, and then he just gets ahead of it. He's like, "Look, I found the bomb," and it's like, "Well, there goes that." Now, now Nicholas Cage is stuck. Made for mutants. 
<laughs> like, I was like, the X-Men and this person, like, right. in an auto rig in the middle of the ocean. Like, they're just regular people. And how did you escape? There was a helicopter <laughs> and a patrol boat. Listen, man, don't, you're thinking about it too hard. It's an action movie, right? See? Brent, somewhere now Brent's nodding his head. Suspend disbelief. Right, right. I'm going to, you know what? You guys have talked me out. I'm giving it a nine. You guys have, I'm changing my rank. I'm giving it a seven. I'm changing it. <laughs> Is that higher or lower than what you gave it? I gave it an eight. I gave it oh, an no, eight. you're bumping it up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's staying an eight. Uh, for. I don't want to drive poor Justine crazy. It's an eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did you rank it, Anita? I gave it a five. Wow. Yeah. Right along with yeah. uh, Calais. I feel like if she heard us, though, it would be higher. That's what I was kind of hoping you guys would convince me to like this more. Well, I, said, I was like, sometimes I need to talk through things with people. I said that it was an original idea. It hasn't been redone. And they did it. It happened. They did it. And it was good for doing something crazy. So I gave it a seven and a half. Oh. Yeah, well, Jake, what was your thinking when you... Let, we'll, we'll give you our psychology. We'll give you our <laughs> psychological report on Face Off. Uh, Jake, why did you rank it what you ranked? I think you ranked it a seven. Seven and, Seven and a half. It right. was a very, yeah, it was a very unique and interesting story. And I thought the overacting really played into that. So I gave it a seven and a half. Yeah. Kalei, you ranked it a five because? I gave it a five. The Some of the um, stunts weren't all that great. It's like, it's fine. It's a fine movie. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I was really- a... F- I it's really fine. Like, I'm sure it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick, it happens to you. Where you could see the guy being pulled back. But... We talked about that. We talked about that. Patrick, Patrick, what did you give it? I think I gave it a seven because uh, obviously it's not as good as Conair, but um, it's better. Than I Conair. really enjoyed uh, the dynamic between Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. And them playing each other, mm-hmm. uh, I thought they did a fantastic job, and uh, you know they did. There were some really good moments, and it's just you know it's a fun movie. Calais is sitting outside right now, and it I, was snowing, so I had to come outside. Did it? it did it snow? Yes, no. it was like snowing in Redlands. There's little frost on my lawn. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. I feel like yeah. I'm getting to the point now where the movies, I'm like forgiving it because I'm like, oh, it's the 90s. I get it. Like, this is what all the movies were like. Right. And I'm starting to be like, it's not their fault. This well, <laughs> also, you have an advantage over Anita. Well, Anita watched a lot of the movies already, but you have an advantage over Anita and Kalei because even though these movies were from a time when you were a kid, you have some context now because you've done this whole thing and you've seen how movies have changed over the years and they tend to trend. They tend to be... Yeah, remember I was getting mad at you and you would push us ahead? Right. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like in this zone right, right now. Right, right, right. Movies are very <laughs> much... Way too high tech. I can't you get a certain mindset when, you, like, when you're watching a bunch of 80s movies. You get, right. Yeah. You start to see the trends coming from like the mid to late 70s right. that, that push into like the early 80s. You, it's really cool to see right and the thing is uh trends yeah every movie is in a certain way of its time you know whatever was going on culturally shapes those movies um and then it's 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 true right now you know like a lot of these 90s action movies that's what was in the you know it was like this these big action movies were the that was the big draw 
they were the sci-fi epics of their day. You know, you had these action stars and for about 10 years from the mid eighties to like the late nineties, well, about 12 years, they just ruled the landscape. That's what it was. It was all these, these big budget action movies. And then they, but they all tend to hit certain points along the way where it's like, you start to see a lot of the same casts. You start to see a lot of the same guys in the same movies. And so, you know, it's just, or certain themes, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it's very much of its time in the nineties. And this is kind of the, the heyday and the, of the action movies, because before this, and you're going to hate this, Justine, uh, the only consistent action movie series was like James Bond was like, you know, I know, I know, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, they had war movies. Yeah. 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 Well, war movies are different (laughs) though, because you could do like, we've seen both kind of war. We've seen very realistic stuff like the great escape and longest day. And then we've, we've seen more adventurous war movies like Guns of Navarone is as much a war movie as it, it's kind of an adventure movie, right? Because you got to climb mm-hmm. this mountain and the whole ship thing. And then there's just like war movies that are just like do nothing but they're, they're completely fake, but they take place in the framework of a war movie like Kelly's Heroes or, you know, uh, Where Eagles Dare. So there's even even in that genre, there's types of different types just like westerns you know we have like the spaghetti westerns yeah, the westerns. right or revenge westerns or all that stuff but so you've gotten to see the movies trend over the, the course of doing the digital movie club and the 90s action movies are probably the most it just turns into these ridiculous premises like we're gonna load a plane full of cons or we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna someone's gonna take over alcatraz or you know we're gonna switch faces or we've got to fly to this asteroid and blow it up because it's gonna hit earth you know, somebody so. hijacks the president or plane. somebody hijacks the president's mm-hmm. plane, you know, get off my plane. So, you know, we're, we're going to see you're going to see this is like the these are like the high concept action movie. This is like the the height of that. So, you know, I blame, I blame Arnold. Yeah. A lot of that's <laughs> a lot of that's movies like Total Recall and Predator and Running Man. Those being big success. Oh, yeah. Same. Right. And then, Sylvester Stallone with Rambo. I mean. Yeah, that kind of brings. I mean, there was a whole cottage industry of Vietnam movies after, of like, let's go back to Vietnam and get POWs who still might be there. That that was like a whole cottage industry, you know. After Rambo, you know, First Blood and all that stuff. So yeah, it just it's weird. It's weird trends sometimes. So this. Yeah, I have a question oh, wait, I have for. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Anita. Don't put your hands on people's faces. Oh, we <laughs> talked about that. It's so gross. Dude, Patrick did it to me. I was like, I don't know where your hands are. It was funny. So gross. Don't touch me. That is not a form of affection. Right. You're going to get me sick. It's disgusting. <laughs> so annoying. We're just going to. And the whole family's doing it? Oh. Right. Yeah. 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 Poor great. Adam. Poor Adam joining this family. Right. Yeah. He's going to have pink eye like all the time. <laughs> new Michael. They're all calling Michael. Michael. <laughs> He's just horrified watching them all pet each other's faces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Every- agree to this. Everybody's walking around with like extra acne, like in the T zone. And just, uh, there's just these lines of acne. <laughs> extra acne in streaks down the face and just in pink eye for days is yeah. what it's going to be. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I had a question for Kalei and Anita, being that you guys haven't been on the show as much as obviously we have. But where's your uh, where's your cutoff for like what's the score where you would recommend someone to watch this movie? Like where does that line start? Where oh, that's a great question, Jake. Excellent. I would yeah, I would recommend this to someone. Why? Because you know my answer. Yours is a six. Yeah. <laughs> your cutoff's a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say anything at a six. Okay, six is kind of low. Yeah. I would I would recommend a six, but that's with a warning. Like, oh, here you yeah. this movie. It's an eight if you like this, or if you like this, it's gonna be this. But I gave it a six. But if you like this, this, or this, then you're gonna like it. So six yeah, is kind of iffy said, for I really me. Like nineties movies, and I like to look at the old stunt work. Like then I'd be like, oh okay, right. this six movie you would like, right? Because it is that, and take it for what it is. Yeah, six. I would be for me it would be a recommendation with a caveat. Like seven, anything above a seven for me is I can probably recommend it. It might need some context, like Face Off. I would definitely give you some context on that, but uh, you know. Kalei left. She didn't want to answer the question. Mm, that's yeah. okay. I am the unpopular opinion that I gave Casablanca five. So Wait! You gave it one lower than Justine? I did not like that movie. I struggled to right. get through that movie. When did you watch it? Are you it? not a fan of um, Humphrey Bogart's smile either? No. And he was so creepy. <laughs> no, actually, I gave that a five. I don't know if I can give Face Off a five because I would actually rather watch Face Off. Than... <laughs> You're like, I gotta go higher now. <laughs> actually, <laughs> not. I can't. One of the greatest movies ever made. Mario's texting Jake to cancel my. <laughs> I would just go like this. I'll just go like that, and he'll. Oh, hi, Kalei. You're back in the house. Different position. You're a different window. Yeah. Right? My laptop died, so it's it's where the charger is. Welcome back. Uh, so what is your cutoff for recommending a movie, uh, Kalei? What is your cutoff? Like, as far as the numbers we rated on? Sure. What score okay. would you give something that you would recommend to somebody else? Like right. What's the minimum what? score to recommend for someone? It's got to be at least a seven. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. I do think that I would recommend this movie out of the experience, but I would explicitly recommend it with it being watched on the speed of 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> it changes the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cuts down that it cuts down like our our Goldilocks rule of action movies of being at an hour 30. Right. Well, comedy should always be at an hour. Go comedy should always be 90 minutes or less. You can do an action movie that's closer to two hours and be good, but you have to really m pick it up. You have to pick it up. Yeah. That's closer to two hours, though. We're at 18 minutes past. Right, right. And that's a long time. 14 right. minutes if you cut the credits. Right. This is, this, is the time of the, this is the time when movies start to creep up on, uh, on, their, on their running times. And um, so you're going to see that happen a little bit. It's going to be... Everything bumps itself up to a little over two hours. By the time you hit the mid, like the mid twenty, like twenty ten, things are going like two and a half, and you're just mm -hmm. like, okay, nothing needs to be two and a half hours long. That's, you know, that isn't like you know a war epic or some kind of like you know. After Titanic, everybody's like, let's make movies longer, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Like we can sustain a three hour movie, but it doesn't mean you should. Even if you if you think you can, I think you know. For me, it's always less is more. And yeah, I'll, you always... gotta really look. You gotta really look at the movie. It's like, all right, do we really need ten minutes of these two guys um, fighting on a, a right. boat? I always, yeah. I always do. If you're not Jackie Chan, um, we don't need to see a ten minute fight scene. If you're not Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan or somebody who's doing some kind of intense choreography, if we're just watching people oh. smash each other with bottles and chairs and stuff like that, there's no need for a twenty minute fight scene. You um, need to see twenty different actors do uh, do a shooting dive. Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah. like John Woo movies, though. I will rate on a different scale. If we're talking about his Hong Kong work, um, there's a craftsmanship that 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 he has that uh, that he possesses that I think um, doesn't translate well when you're making it with American actors. I think it, if it's in a foreign language, you 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 buy it a little easier than you do when you see when it's Nicolas Cage and a bunch of like you know American people. I don't think it it translates as well because we're looking for that realism, right? We're looking unless it's like Kalei said, unless you're explicitly um, selling this as a sci-fi movie, then we want something grounded in some sort of realism, right? Um, but those his action, those kung fu movies do inherently—you inherently have to have some. Uh, what do you call it? You gotta have. Um, Wow, can't use words right now. Well, you're um, you're looking. It's a different sensibility. So you're already, as the viewer, you're already kind of tuned to that. You're already mm-hmm. going, okay. I'm not expecting an American action movie, so let's see what this is. And so you buy into different things because you're like, well, that's just how they do it. It's a different yeah. culture. That's how they do it. So you you kind of buy into it a little more. You already readily. have this level of suspension of disbelief, right? That's why of, to yeah, me it was such a shock when uh, when Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was such a huge hit over here because that is so antithetical to what american action movies are right it's almost like a fantasy movie you're watching but if you've watched a lot of those kung fu movies or the old school like 70s movies from like the shaw brothers and stuff they they have an element of that to them almost like a like like a like a what's the word uh it's a literary term use it to describe like um gabriel garcia marquez uh it's a magical realism magical realism is what it's what it is and that works to a certain extent, but it doesn't always work with like, you know, FBI guys and gangsters, you know, mm-hmm. it's not something that always translates. Depends on the source material. Yeah. 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 But Anita, you love this then. So you gave it a six. <laughs> I'm going to bump it up to a six. <clears throat> so you would rec- Yeah. You'd recommend it with uh with a warning. <laughs> with a warning mm-hmm. to probably split it in two. <laughs> but- like two nights. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Um, Honestly, I, I felt like I watched two movies splitting it in two. Like it was like part one and part two. Well, because it was <laughs> it was two actors but four different roles. If they were to remake it, they probably would have cut it into two movies, two uh, two hour movies. I just say go it for worked. three. Go, make go three hours. Go full on on the boat chase. Yeah. If Lord <laughs> of the Rings can have a three and a half hour extended cut, so can face off. What if they just, in the boat chase, what if they just kept getting, like, they start out in, like, a rubber dinghy, or, like, rowboats are chasing each other, then they get in a rubber dinghy, then, like, a, bigger then, like a fishing boat, then, like, a speed boat, then a tugboat, then, like, yeah, then a yacht, and then it's, like, two cruise ships. Then a cruise ship. Yeah, they're, like, chasing each other. That'd be great. Yeah. What was the movie with the cruise ship? It was, um, 
Titanic. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah, it was Speed Two Cruise Control. That's an action movie with a Speed Two Cruise Control. What were we gonna say, Clay? Oh, the speedboat scene took four weeks to film. What really? Yeah. It- it felt it felt like four weeks to watch. This is, this is <laughs> yeah, that's this is that makes a lot of sense. We're gonna watch. And they the, had to work really hard to find double that didn't look anything. Right. Like we talked about this. We talked about yeah. the guy on the cable. There's a couple scenes where like there's wires visible. Um, I don't know why they left that in. I mean, now you would just CG it out. You know, it's no problem. We'll just, because it took four weeks to film. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we have to keep it now. Like, if you're going to do... Oh, you know what would be a great face-off that no one would be able to ever figure out? Like, we'd just be like, oh, okay. Is Patrick and uh, Jake. That'd be just be like wow. the ultimate, like... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the just complete disregard of the stunt doubles reminds me of, I'm going to get you, Saka, right? Yes! I wish I could have seen yeah. Patrick's face when he said that. Mm-hmm. You don't think you could do a face... Do you think we would notice, Patrick, if you... Swap faces with Jake? Do you think that would be a yes? I don't think so. We're twins. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> Jake would give it away because I'm ready. Jake would He'd give be it away. himself. Jake, well, well, Jake would give it away because he would be like they would like he'd get in bed. Justine would be already in bed, and he and he would be like, "Oh, so this is where Patrick sleeps? Is this where? He, uh, is this his pillow? Oh, is this is this is this his toothbrush? Can I use his toothbrush?" Oh, <laughs> and just yeah, see, get out of here. Just see, like Jake, get out of here. That'd be Jake. It. Stop. I know. Yeah, don't. You're not fooling anyone. That's it. Put your faces back. Put your faces back. Well, that's our movie. Patrick and Jake off. It's gonna be called yeah. Jake off. Yes, Jake. That's no. getting that's getting that's getting real close. Getting real close to some words. That's it's gonna be a very different movie. Jake off. Yeah. This is a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> that no one asked for. Uh, but but we all enjoy. But we all enjoy. <laughs> Anita, are you excited for Air Force Ones? This is the Nelly music video. Yes, yes. we're watching yeah, the, the Nelly Air Force One music video. Is this two hours too? This sounds like a two hour. Movie. Uh it's it's our man Harrison Ford. So you've never seen it? I don't know what hell I don't know the length. I'll look for you. Um, it is two hours and five minutes, so shorter than face off. Two hours and five minutes. Yes. Yeah. So so long. Too long. I'm in. I'm in. Do you like? How do you feel about Harrison Ford? How do you feel about Harrison? Ford? I Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody watching Shrinking on Apple TV? He's really good in that. He's actually very good. I've been hearing that. that. He's actually very good. Yep. Okay. Who watched The Last of Us? Oh. So good. Who cried? 
even though you knew it was coming, who who got a little? I got a little choked up. Anita, what what was I, what was your final ranking on uh, Face Off? I gave it. I bumped it up to a six. Beautiful. What? Let me ask you a question. As a as a view, as you you've watched some of the movies that we've seen so far, what is one that you were surprised that you enjoyed? Oh, um, oh, I said this last week. What the heck was it? Fistful of Dollars. That's right. You did say that. You did say that. Yes. That's like when, that's her Justine's favorite, the Spaghetti Western. She really dug those. That was so good. Yeah, they were really good. I did not think I was going to like it. Like, the cheesiness is fine, right? Because you're like, it goes with the time, and I'm also, like, entertained. So, good job. Right. Yeah, the stories are good. They're entertaining. Right. I love it. They make sense. All right. Kalei has only seen, I feel bad for Kalei because she's coming in 90s action movie. Like it's a stretch of action movies. We'll get back to the comedies. We're going to get back to some really good stuff. But right now we just got to watch stuff explode. Kalei. Okay. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm a fan of TNT. (laughs) (laughs) That's where all these movies end up. Face like face off TBS, TNT, some yeah. kind of explosion in Nicolas Cage. Next, gone in 60 seconds. You know, it's like, again, back to back. I love that movie. I've never seen it. Okay. I've never seen it. No. Um, Justine, how do you feel about gone in 60 seconds? Um, it's okay. Jake Scott. I he- saw it once and I saw it like later from when the movie actually came out. So I, I saw it like years later. And you loved it. It was okay. I'm not a huge fan of. I don't like a lot of Angelina Angelina Jolie movies, so it was okay. Okay, you're more of a barely in it. But I, I just I don't believe her, so it's like hard for me to watch. Like I never watched the movie Wanted, where she curves a bullet. I just didn't want to watch. That's based on a video game as well. Uh, Based on a comic book, actually. Same thing. Uh, thank you for. I, you're right. It was a comic book, not a not a video game. Uh, so everybody watched Last of Us. Did everybody? Did everybody cry? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, you didn't cry, Anita. Why not? What happened? No, I liked it. It was a good episode. I just didn't cry. It was sweet though. It was. It was really nice to see mm-hmm. her get a normal life for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. A little bit of happiness. Right. It bef- made me like her a little bit more. Right. So. She's a tough egg to crack, but I like that about her. I like that character, like that you have to kind of like, <clears throat> like Joel. Not unlike a Joel, she'll worm. She has to worm your way into her. In, she has to worm her way into your heart. You know, we're all putting up that emotional facade because we don't want to. We don't want to uh, be hurt by this television show. That's what it is. I'm still trying to understand the dead though i don't understand how they wake up it's the fungus the fungus is controlling them because they weren't anywhere near like this the sounds can wake them up too well in the the in the first in the first episode you they explain or no in the second episode they explain that there's the fungus have like tendrils that that are that go for miles underground so you can wake them up by accidentally stepping them stepping on them or the vibrations can cause 
the tendrils to will will go back to the host. So all the vibrations and stuff like that will are red will, will can trigger because it's they're all connected, right? They're all connected by like these strands that that uh, that are strung underground from like point to point. That's how the fungus spreads. So okay. that's why stuff like I think which 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 was it episode two when they're trying to get out of the state house. They, yeah, they, them them setting off the clickers in the state house set off the entire horde that was like right on the other yeah that was like several blocks away right yeah because their mycelia was connected to that group right I think it's mycelia. Can we answer any mycelium? other zombie questions for you, Anita? Mycelium. No, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. The vibrations. And they I think it was only next door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were right next door and they were they were being pretty loud. Man. Understandable. I'd be loud too if I was playing Mortal Kombat too. The look the look <laughs> on her face when she realizes she's bitten. It's just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking! That was great, great acting on that part. I like how you were taking the pictures in a photo booth. It was so adorable. Right. Very cute. They, they, they got one day to be normal and then that's it. They're not even a whole day. They had a couple of hours of being like normal teenagers and that was it. Ugh. One thing I love about this movie is that, and it translates from the game, but it's also real life. Um, aside from Joel and I believe his brother Tommy, who are trained or at least his brother was, but you could tell Joel maybe had some experience hunting and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the gun isn't like a magical thing that's going to get him out of every, every situation because the girl was armed and they still got bit, right? Because you can't just, they're not, the zombies aren't easily dispatched. So just having a gun isn't necessarily going to get you out of the situation. It will against other humans nine times out of 10, but. I like that that aspect that the gun isn't like a necessarily <clears throat> going to save you from being a, attacked where, you know, like in a lot of standard zombie stuff, it's just like, oh, we'll just shoot him in the head. And of course, everybody's a crack shot. But, you know, that scene in the mall was great because she was her friend had the gun, but she was also scared and doesn't know how to use, a, you know, not experienced using firearms. So, yeah. Yeah. She just giving it to some random firefly. Right. Yeah. Right. So she wasn't necessarily trained with a web firearm. Did you create? I think they were to an extent with uh, when they were uh, in the QZ. I think they're probably trained to an extent, but yeah. yeah. Did you cry, Kalei? I did not cry. I was very sad, but no, no tears. No tears. Justine's well, coming. Right. Every... Die. Right. You know, yeah, because you know where she ends up, so you know who she's going to be. And she yeah. told them that she was alone. Remember, she mm-hmm. told everybody that she broke in there alone. She was shielding her friend. Justine, did you cry? You never cry. I haven't seen this episode. <gasps> I ruined it for you. Something bad. I, I keep muting you guys, so I don't. I'm like in and out of the conversation. I'm just kind of waiting. Like by the way, I come back in and it's quiet. Then I know you're talking to me. So. By the way, it looks like your the your uh, your dog is uh, holding a gun back there. Very impressive. How'd you, how'd you teach him to do that? He's looking down the barrel of a gun, as the Beastie Boys would say. 
But yeah, I, I keep muting you guys, so I'm like in and out. Okay, we'll stop talking about it. It was a great episode. Anita, are you going to be back with us Fantastic. next week, even though I, I kind of shunned you this week? I'll think about it. <laughs> As those who are aware. As she should. <laughs> those, those who are aware of the game, are you excited for the next couple episodes? What are you talking about? The next couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Of the show? At yes. Least, at least the next. Did you see the preview for the next yes. one? Yes. God, I'm str- I'm stressing. Don't I'm stress. Stressing. Don't stress. I'm excited, but I just don't want it to be over. They're only doing nine episodes. Yeah. Oh, they're only doing nine? Mm-hmm. Which this week is eight, right? Mm-hmm. So next week's the mm-hmm. finale? No. What? No. Next week's eight. eight and then the finale. Yeah. <sighs> Now, do you guys think that they are going to stick with the two seasons hitting uh, the key plot points on the two movies, or are they going to try to extend it further? I think it'll end. I, I think it I ends. think so, too. I hope so. Right. And Netflix, Netflix, Netflix is known for doing, like, a couple seasons. Or, this is HBO, but... Yeah, I was gonna say, good thing it's streaming on HBO. It's a common it's a common trend with TV shows nowadays, where they just hit a couple seasons. Like, alright, move on to the next one. Yeah, well, that's where it should be, man. Things shouldn't go on indefinitely. I, I read that uh, someone said John Favreau doesn't have an end game for... Um, for uh, Mandalorian, and that, Mandalorian. Could, that, that could be bad. Let's wrap it up, shall we? Okay. Justine, great show this week. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Kalei, good luck with that uh, with that uh, 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 hangover. Thank you. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, you should. Maybe like a six, seven hour nap. <laughs> it, feels, it feels right as rain. <laughs> Pop up for some food. Go back down another nine hours. Some, Get some, some, tomorrow. some tiny you. tacos from Jack in the Box and you're all set. Uh, Jake, Great job today, as always, on the tech end. Good job. Thanks. I'm glad that's all I'm good for. I appreciate it. Uh, Patrick, uh, good job on the reading today. Great job bringing it You're all welcome. together. Glad I could help. Yeah, see, that's the attitude you adopt, Jake. Anita. <laughs> as a I member of the... I hear about the same. As a, as a member of the patriarchy, I apologizing for glossing over your role. As a woman, and just forgetting to call you entirely, I apologize. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about this in Latino culture. You know, we're, 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 you know, if you're, if you're, some Mexicans, not all, but some Mexicans were, were, were part mestizo and part. There's a lot of Spaniard in there, right? So we're mm-hmm. fighting against our programming, right? We're fighting against our own. There's a lot of some, and some people turn to self-loathing, which is how you get, uh, you know, Latinos for Trump. But, uh, you know, so in a lot of ways I'm fighting, in a lot of ways I'm fighting two battles because I'm fighting that. And then I'm also fighting being part of the patriarchy where I'm really trying to, you know, not give into those, to those, like, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I feel like Mm -hmm. today I failed you on so many counts as Mm -hmm. a fellow, as a fellow minority. I really, as a fellow person of color, I feel like I, I really, I really blew it, man. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not fighting. <laughs> okay, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, you fucked up, but it's all right. The internal struggle. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine, I guess. The internal struggle. I really, I was, I had a conversation with someone 
that I, this is not to go off on a topic, but I really had a conversation some, with someone a couple weeks ago about, I was trying to explain how, you know, they had a legit question. They're like, well, how, how did you end up with so much? We were talking about ancestry.com and they were like, how much did you end up with so much Spanish in your, you know, in your genetic makeup? And I'm like, well, you know, you see the colonizers. Yeah, this is what happens. But we all, <laughs> this is it. It's one of those things. It's, it's, yeah, it's self. It's a lot of self. Ref- yeah, know. there's a lot of self reflection when you when you discussing this stuff. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I'm struggling. You you understand? Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm mad at I'm, I'm like I always say. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm mad at that kid from the Jersey Shore. The situation, you know, so that's really uh, where it all. What an old joke! Thank you very much, guys. That's, that's from the, that's from two thousand and four. That's my joke from two thousand and four. Uh, John, we love you. We hope you're doing okay at the cardiologist. Uh, they're gonna probably make him do a stress test right now. They're sweating him out. Got him on the treadmill with the things hooked up. That's fun. We go to the cardiologist and do that, and they have the crash cart right there. You're like, are should we even be doing this? <laughs> Is this safe? Also, please don't put those things on my hairy chest. Oh, it's stuck in the hair. Oh, let me rip them off. Okay, this is going to hurt a little bit. You know what? I would rather them just shave it off and me just have little squares right over, you know? And if you're going to shave it, do the whole back while you're back there because summer's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, as as I don't know about I don't know about you, Mar, but as I'm getting older, the 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 hair's migrating. What are you talking about? I've got <laughs> I've got <laughs> yeah. The, it's what's funny is when my barber does my neckline, she keeps going further and further down. Yeah, like what's going on? Oh my God. Why are you pulling my shirt down? What's way going to, on back way to there? Make you feel way to make you feel like shit when yeah they're like yanking their shirt your shirt like halfway down your back and mm-hmm. getting all out. You're like thank you. Thank I'm literally a silverback gorilla at this point. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally. <laughs> so wait till you get those gray chest hairs coming in. You're like, what is happening here? I have a white patch in the middle of my chest. Like I'm some kind of Labrador retriever, like a black <laughs> Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old is fun guys. Up. Don't, I, I don't, part of growing up, I don't recommend it. And if you do get to a certain, but just remember guys, if you do get to a certain age, you can always just face off. That's what a lot of people are trying to do right now. They're trying to face <laughs> off. Actually, they're trying to face in because they're just pumping themselves <laughs> full of. Building. Yes. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, I don't want to slam anyone for doing, you know, volunteer. If you want to make your, if it makes you feel good, makes you feel better, of course, do it. But sometimes when you don't, if you're not going to spend the money, don't do it. Do, make Get it done so it looks right. You know, because you can tell when people have bad surgery and it's just, it's, it's not good. It's no bueno. And they had crossed the border to get that cheap plastic surgery and uh, doesn't always and yeah, doesn't they put, always go very Yeah, they put concrete. So they just put concrete in their face. Literally. Be careful out there, guys. There's a lot of guys that want to scam you and take your money. And Save you know what? Up. Save up. Get it done. When you feel young on the back. inside, like we do here at the podcast, it it, it, it spreads outward. Just age gracefully, okay? Yeah. Look at me. Look at this. You guys thought it was snowing today when I went to go get my hair cut last week. I thought it was snowing indoors. I'm like, where is all this coming from? I'm like, oh my God, that's my hair. Mm. Not dandruff. It was hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine's dandruff. Oh, well, head and shoulders, man. <laughs> head and shoulders. 
apple cider vinegar. It helps. Does it really? Oh, really? Diluted a little bit. Okay. Good to know. I'll grab me. I'll mayonnaise grab me if you have lice. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? Yeah. They can't breathe. Smothers them? Yep. Yep, yep. Peanut butter, maybe? Yeah, put peanut butter. Oh, oh bye, Kitty. This week I'll be battling in from Ohio. So. Are you? Oh, are we going to have a Brent? Is Brent going to be with us next week? <laughs> he would love to call out of work. I honestly would not be surprised if he did. Let him know and get his score. Do me a favor, Nita. Whenever we do a movie, just get his score for us. So we always have like Brent's score on tap. I got to make you a permanent member of the show before you end up a permanent member of the Home Video Hustle because I am not going to let that happen. No way. <laughs> is that what's really happening? Mm-hmm. Right it's a chess no, game. No, it's a chess game you're, between you're me and Brent. He thinks I'm he's sending her in as a spy, but he's really just, I'm really, I'm going to capture the rook. It's like a chess I mean, game. I already messed up by forgetting about her. Yes, that's true. That's true. But I live in California, so I have that advantage. I can always just drop a bouquet by. <laughs> I was actually drove, I drove by your house yesterday, Anita. I was trying to figure out where you were exactly because we went. I took my mom to Portillo's. Took my mom to Portillo's. Oh, you went. And I always come back up Stanton back there. I was. It's so much faster than Beach Boulevard. So. Yes, I always take Stanton. Oh yeah. If your car breaks down, you're screwed because there's nothing on that street. But uh, yeah, you're fine. At least you can pull over in the neighborhood. That's right. Flower tracks. Flower tracks. What? What? Rat, rat, rat. All right. Guys, I love you. Thank you for joining us. Especially Kalei with the uh, shout out to Kalei. You get the Spirit Award today for showing up with a with a hangover. Thanks, guys. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh, my God. I can uh, Please always wear those glasses, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just start wearing different fun sunglasses I have every week. That'll be your shtick. My shtick. That's it. Everybody needs a shtick. Justine's grumpy. Patrick's handsome. Jake's Jake. You know what I mean? I'm cool Mexican. <laughs> I'm me. Anita's marrying a dude. Our little video with our little... Anita's marrying a dude from Ohio. We all have our shtick. <laughs> Anita, if you get married, so let's say you and Brent get married, where is your loyalty? Which podcast? Wow. Wow. I feel like that's a like a really hard question. Kalei, she, she are you her counsel? Only one person gives me life insurance if they die. So I'm and going we, I don't even pay for your movies. So I would hope you would say <laughs> exactly. home video hustle. Movies. He's yeah, if he doesn't pay for ours, he's not paying for anyone. Anyway, I love you guys. And from Brent's we were talking yesterday, he was like my video collection is worth so much money. And I was like, okay, I'll make sure to note that. We'll have that appraised. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys should you guys should appraise it if, for insurance purposes. You really should have that appraised. Because oh, I will. Don't worry. He's saying it. It will be appraised. Who's going to send a Brent, Brent, sign a prenup. Brent, Brent, prenup. Prenup, Brent. Prenup it. <laughs> All right, you guys. For Jake, for John, for Patrick, for Justine, for Anita, for Calais, we say this transmission ends now. Fight the power. We'll see you next week with Air Force One. <laughs>